welcome to the Attitude Era podcast. Bo Bo You Co Po Po View Van Tabaganza Special Edition. Come on. Hey, it's been a while since we've you, had a You're UK better than this. Well, it's been a while since we had a UK face. It's been a very long while, yeah. I'm so fucking jazzed for this. You know, what was the last one we did was Rebellion. Rebellion, which was, if you remember, fucking amazing. That was the first time they put on a really great show. Yeah, because I don't think this time last year we reviewed uh, No Mercy 1999, and that was uh, oh. such a fun trip to the Yeah, fair. did that come first, actually? Yeah, remember. it did, yeah. yeah. Hello, but once again, I'm Kevin Mann. Joined as I am always in this review of the Attitude Era by, uh, for this special pay-per-view of the UK, Mr. Adam Bibolo. Hello, Kevin. Who is, in fact, an actual citizen of said United Kingdom. Yes, I can officially say that this is like, you know, a home game for me. <laughs> I'm sat here with, I actually watched it with my uh, my St. George's Cross face paint on and everything, you know, just shouting at the TV. Forty chance. Go on, my son, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It was a right Larry night in watching this by myself. Yeah, I was going to say, I went the next day you and all the lads in the pub because I don't know Triple H lost the match you're like we still believe we, we still, still believe, believe. <laughs> well, yeah I remember this one from god Sky Box Office yep. is what we're talking about now yeah if, if you were in the UK at the time this was different from the other pay-per-views. We got the likes of WrestleMania Backlash, etc. All that for free. Mm. The only caveat is that you have to stay up until the middle of the night to watch it. Well, you say you sort of earned it, really, which is why, you know, it's yeah. given away for free, because you earned it by staying up that late. Exactly, you were right paying on. them in lack of sleep, which, exactly. as we all know, is an actual currency. Yeah, when it, when it came to this, though, it was this was the one or two shows a year. We were told it was a special box office pay-per-view attraction, Sky Box Office, where you could buy movies that were only just about to come out on video. Yeah, like you a know. week before. Basically. Whoa! Yeah. You know, so this is high-end. So you had to fork down, I don't know, around 25 quid at the time, ask your parents' permission, ring up on a phone. Yeah, yeah, you had to order it through a fucking telephone. Or press a red button. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> way too much confusion there. It's, that's, uh, it's funny, because folks in the America growing up were paying well in over this price every month yeah and we paid it twice a year you could argue that really it's completely backwards this is the one show a year you shouldn't really be paying money to watch on television yeah this one show of the year is uh insurrection 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 i i actually had the free trial of the network yeah and I had some time trying to find this fucking thing because I couldn't spell the it. Spelling is ludicrous. It's really bad. It's like now it's one of these words that every time I had to write it down, like recently, I'm like getting nervous because I know I'm going to spell it wrong. Let's see how you spelled it here. Yeah, you see you spelled it wrong there. It's, I didn't put, I put two X's. It's two R's, one X, and it, there's a T in there as well. Would you oh, believe? would you believe? Insurrection. Well, squiggly red underlines aside, it's time to review <laughs> Insurrection. 2000. Three men, one goal. In my world, I do things my way. A rebellion is on the horizon. In order to succeed, I must overthrow a triple threat match for the most illustrious title in the world. Shane McMahon. The people's champion is laying at our feet. The Rock. Shane, you won't know it. Triple H, your mouth shut it. Triple H. It's my title, my belt, my championship. Prepare yourself for a mutiny like no other. WWF Insurrection in association with HBBB. The fucking spelling, but the fucking opener, Jesus. First of all, before the actual main intro package, I don't know if you had on the version. Oh, the little Sky Sports. WWF Wrestling in association with. Baked beans. <laughs> <laughs> 
just beans in general. Yeah, like. just off to a hot start with that straight away. God, I mean, the caliber of sponsorship that WWE had back in the day. Beans. Beans. <laughs> like, oh, now they got like Mattel and, and you know, the, the armed forces back then. Era tin beans. of beans. Like, Vince is like, people love beans, goddammit. <laughs> they make you fart. <laughs> with, with the package here in the start, it was sort of like a triple threat match. I'm thinking, okay, for yeah. the WWF title. Oh, yeah. The Rock. Oh. Triple H. Whoa. Shane McMahon uh? in a triple threat for the title. I remember one thing. This is funny. I usually have a lot of nostalgic memories for all these pay-per-views watching them. The one thing I remember about this was that every time they did the little, either the preview thing that was on a loop on the channel mm. or during Raw or SmackDown, they would have a little thing with Jonathan Coachman. Every oh, yeah. time they said the triple threat, he went, it's The Rock, Triple H. <laughs> And get this, <laughs> Shane McMahon. Whoa, what a match. I know, right? You better order this pay-per-view, right? What are these guys smoking, huh? Am I right? <laughs> better order this crazy pay-per-view before they come down, if you know what I'm saying. Like, you know? Uh, it's an odd inclusion. Weird. Really weird. But you and I are big Shane McMahon fans, so... Yeah, and it's, it's different, at least. It's, yeah. At least it's unusual. And actually, the, the package itself... Was pretty, you know, it, was, it wasn't far off of the actual pay per view package. They seem to be using a lot of yet to be aired stock footage, like Triple H in the ring with all the, the lights. Yeah. A lot of explosions. There was a fucking car exploding at one <laughs> yeah. stage. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so it's Insurrection 2000 coming to us live from London. We're in Earl's Court Arena for a bit of capital carnage. Yeah. And uh, we've got a hot crowd on this one here. Uh, so hot, like really explosive. It's a huge, I mean, that's the one good thing, I suppose, if you did buy this on box office, that opening shot alone, it's a massive stadium. Yeah, it's fucking enormous. It's a bigger crowd than a lot of the pay-per-views. Oh yeah, for sure. Like this is absolutely, like, and it's, is it sold out actually? Yes, it's, sold yeah, out. it's fucking full to the brim, isn't it? It's funny because you think, Back in the day when they, did, when they did these shows, they like sold out in minutes. Yeah. You know, whereas now the SmackDown taping they did recently. Very lucky. It was like, it got like 14,000 or something. Yeah, like giant curtain across the arena. Vince McMahon coming out from behind the curtain. Have some fun, damn it. <laughs> Come on. Loosen up. <laughs> but yeah, you got a hot, boisterous crowd, which you always get in the UK. Now, whether or not they pay attention to the wrestling uh, this during this time period is... Yeah. Usually open to interpretation. It comes and it goes. It comes and it goes. But when there's a camera rolling around and Tony Chimmel has asked them nicely to wave, they fucking wave. They fucking belt it out, don't they? I watched this with someone uh, who has only seen modern wrestling and they noted how there were so many more signs. Oh yeah, seriously. Like Every fucker had a sign. Well, I suppose also not only is like, there was more signs in general in the Atchard era, but sort of when they come to England, what, twice a year or whatever it was back then? And everyone sort of wants to cram in there and see yeah. there's no one chance to see wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you're gonna. Everyone's gonna have a sign. Every single person. Everyone wants to get on Sky Box Office. I mean, you know, <laughs> five minutes there is pure gold. Our opening contest tonight is too cool. Grandmaster Sexy and Scotty Tuati taking on the remains of the Radicals with Perry Saturn and Dean Malenko filling yeah. out the regs. Last two standing. Last two men standing. The only guys left without a solid enough storyline to, uh, <laughs> to give them their own music, basically. The pop that Too Cool gets when they come out oh, yeah. is enormous, like earth-shattering. I mean, that's the kids in the playground, they was doing the worm and they were yeah, doing so the dancing, the sunglasses. It was so They were so over in England. Over. 
Unbelievable. Uh, pretty basic action to start things off with, you know, the, the radicals using the, the healery. I, immediately I was like, uh-oh, are they going to do that house show thing that they do on these UK shows sometimes? Where yeah. They kind of do not a lot of big spots. Everyone's kind of tired, so they yeah. kind of hold back a little bit. But, you know, we, it does build up in this one, which is nice. Uh, Scotty and Dean, of course, again facing off. This is six days after Backlash, we should mention. So it was before Judgment Day. But uh, yeah, Scotty and Dean in the ring is always money. Honestly, yeah, that they—it's not obviously not on the same level as their match at Backlash, but they have some really great back and forth and some genuinely great wrestling in the middle of the nice ring. Nice exchanges. Is it just me as well? Is like the presentation is slightly different because they're in the UK. It's like the cameras are different, or it's, the mic is uh, the ring is mic'd up differently, or something. Well, for a start off, the leveling is way different because we should say it now they're back. The air horns and whistles. Oh, I I, did, I I wondered if we could go ten minutes before we could mention the horns, but no, yeah. the horns are here, folks. Yeah, but they've been leveled differently, so it's not so distracting now you can actually hear the match going on it's as more well of a as... but with kind of a world cup vuvuzela hum in the Slightly, background yeah it's more yeah. ambient it's more of a vibration than a noise yeah so it is a little bit different like you know it's different audio mixing the lighting's kind of weird i think it's such a yeah. massive arena and it's obviously a small set they've taken the set is just the raw set actually, yeah which so... is kind of a bit meh oh yeah perry saturn had a proper look at him here because he was on the apron for ages now this is an obscure reference so do do forgive me but if there's anyone who's really into Star Wars out there who knows like all the background characters and shit like that or collects the old toys from back in the day yeah. Prune Face Prune Face uh, <laughs> but I think it's one of those ones I'm fortunate in the fact that the name actually describes what he looks like there's a character called Prune Face <laughs> but you can think with Saturn I mean I didn't know George with, Lucas had such writing skills as to come up with a character called Prune Face I think it's because they just named after whatever it was they called the costumes because they're back here yeah Prune Face uh, obviously Saturn hasn't got an eye patch um, yeah. But he does have the very wrinkly top of the head. I know immediately who you're talking about yeah. as well. I didn't know that was his name. Perry sounds like a thumb that's been left in a hot bath too long. It's just <laughs> kind of got that weird mottled quality to it. Sweet superplex by Scotty Too Hotty. Shades of their backlash encounter here. Mm. Grandmaster Sexay then gets tagged in and clears house. Um, can we just take a, a second? The name. We've never really... Grandmaster Sexay. Grandmaster Sexy. Sexay. But it's like, what an odd title. It's incredibly odd. Like, but he, He's it, the grandmaster of sexiness. Of just the, not sex. Like, he's not very good at sex, but he's okay at being Probably sex, never had sex. sexy. Yeah, sexiness. He knows, oh, dude, have you seen those fucking goggles, man? When he comes on screen, I'm like, I mean, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> How does one become a grandmaster? <laughs> in sex no? Clearly, like, did he have to go to the dojo? Was he a young boy in the sexy dojo to get that title? <laughs> I just want to know, like. But I tell you what, it was a fucking good hot tag when he got. I'm not a massive oh, yeah. fan of Brian Christopher. It was really up there, like. Because he got to, he does all this dancing and it's super over and like you know. Yeah. He does his dance and drop kick and the whole crowd is doing it with him. He's so over. If we're gonna refer to the the hot sauce meter. I'm gonna go with um, you know, in Breaking Bad season one, Jesse's like his signature thing at the start of the season is that he puts chili sauce in his meth. <laughs> <laughs> this is Brian Christopher we're For talking. For fuck's sake! <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's not a very good hot tag. As as you get like you know a proper whoa kind of high. Yeah, there. but you don't get the, the spice like you should. <laughs> a very cloudy hot tag. Like, yeah, yeah, a little know. hazy. Walter White is just shaking his head at ringside. Like, what the fuck is that like? Sixty percent purity. <laughs> it's a Chris Benoit. <laughs> That's not getting to this. 
Double worm, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was cool. And, you know, the worm now has all the bits, you know. It's got the hoo-hoo-hoo and the W-O-R-M. It's fully formed now, yeah. yeah. And the crowd does every single little bit Mm -hmm. with it. The guys basically take control over the Radicals. The Radicals, do you know they're really shit t-shirts when they came out? Yeah, were they actually the Insurrection t-shirts? No, they were the Radicals t-shirts. That was Radicals t-shirts. Fucking hell. fucking awful. They look like proper jobber shirts. They look like such jabronis. Oh, poor dude. It's almost because there was a reaction when they came out. And then like as soon as they came on stage, people saw their shirts and kind of went quiet. It's like, well, these guys are clearly not a big deal. I'll save my cheers for later. Can I just say now, because we've got to the official, like, you know, we're past the Radicals actual time time together in the timeline really like for such four incredibly talented dudes i think the radicals are such an underwhelming team like there was no real defining gimmick their look was all over the place i mean i think the radicals is never going to be remembered as a faction it's always going to be remembered as just a means to get those guys in the yeah roster. i just think it could have been a better really. way you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, think like something like The Shield, obviously. Exactly, that's how you bring guys in, which stable. did kind of bring guys in who are now established, but yeah, you look fondly back at... Uh, you know, at, at the Shields matches. Yeah. The, 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 I don't know. I think four guys who are very similar style. Yeah. It's difficult for them to, I mean, and none of them can talk. I guess. I just think there was an opportunity missed here because the Radicals, like, really, what was their gimmick? There were four, four dudes. Uh, four dudes. Yeah. Like, and then when they had the temerity to develop characteristics of their own, they just broke away because there was nothing yeah. holding them together. I just so. think they could have got over quicker if they had like a more defining gimmick. You just kept doing the revolution gimmick from WCW and have a little flag and all that jazz. <laughs> Grandmaster Sexay hits the hip hop drop following more uh, radicals dissension. Which yeah. The radicals not getting on in this one. Yeah. One, two, three. Grandmaster Sexay. As JR says, he's going to the pay window. <laughs> He actually said he's going to the pay window. I fucking love that. Two kills celebrating, and then Jerry goes, do you want to get paid in pictures of the queen? And it took me like a minute. I was like, the fuck are you talking about, old man? And I was like, oh, money has got queen on it. You're not English, Kevin. I'm so not like... You've never looked at the notes, have you? It's my just... money's just got a bunch of fucking harps and arches on it, like. <laughs> I don't know. You're the one who put people on it. <laughs> Dean and Perry have a big old scrap at the end. Yeah, JR says that Dean is like a rabid dog. Maybe... An English terrier. Hey! Honestly, I'm going to say now, 80% of what I contribute to tonight's podcast is going to be mostly JR's awful England references. JR is like, no, it has a great night really here tonight. (laughs) In in fairness, he struggles with the English language and attempting to convey this we're in England shtick. It's gold. It's great. It's fantastic. Uh, Pretty okay opener, I thought. Yeah, I thought that was a great start to the show. I I was a big fan of that match. Yeah, good stuff from these guys. Vince McMahon comes out. You English. (laughs) Here we go again. Every genius has a plan. Oh, he's got a plan, JR. He's a genius. (laughs) It doesn't matter if the genius is General Montgomery. It doesn't matter if the genius is Napoleon. It doesn't matter if the genius is Vince McMahon. What a statesman. I think it matters if the genius isn't... isn't... isn't Leo. What are they chanting here? Every genius has a plan, a backup plan, and a plan after that. Which brings us, of course, to insurrection here tonight. You see, The Rock was hoping that somehow he could just hang on to the WWF Championship long enough to make it here to England tonight. Just hang on, Because The Rock knows 
that if in fact he loses the title here in jolly old England, not too many people are really going to know about it. That's what he's counting on. Because let's face it, nothing consequential or newsworthy ever comes from London, England. He looks so fucking awesome. He does. That's like, mm, that's pure attitude oh, yeah, of Vince McMahon. it's but... just Vince. There's no one else. And the camera's low and he looks giant. Yeah. Wearing that grey suit with the giant shoulder pads in it. He calls Linda his meddlesome wife. Yeah, Colin Shenanigans on Backlash. He's pretty much like, that main event was too overbooked for my liking. God damn it. <laughs> Triple H didn't lose clean, you know. <laughs> Cole Shenanigans on it basically say that he's got his plan B because he is a genius. Yeah. And geniuses have, quote, a plan, a plan B, and then another plan. <laughs> Not plan C, though. Plan basically tell you is the triple threat match, which is Shane taking on Triple H. Shittest plan I've ever Mate, he's bandied around the term master plan so much that when he says good plan, you're like, yeah, oh, this is this obviously is be pretty fucking dire. awful. <laughs> He claims that nothing consequential ever happens in London. Fucking spoilers, Seriously, mates. come on, come you're on. ruining it. I, there's a better way to phrase that. Yeah. There was like a moment where the crowd basically went, hey, wait a minute. We're trying to suspend our disbelief here. Hey, he's, he's telling us what's going to happen later. Tonight, he says, there's going to be no interference. And he also says, tonight, there will be no Stone Cold. Yeah. Boom. Now, I knew a kid that went to this show um, back in the day. And we, I remember talking to him on the playground, you know, the night afterwards. Uh, sorry, the day afterwards. And we were talking about it. And, you know, Austin had just come back at Backlash the month before. We didn't realise at the time that it was a one-night appearance. We you couldn't of, tell. We sort of like, well, no, we were kids. Like, <laughs> it was just, it was stone cold. And that you got to admit, they made him look awesome at Backlash, That's killing true. people. And as a kid, we thought that like, oh shit, well he's gonna be back now then, surely. And he went to fucking Insurrection. He came yeah, back. It was six days <laughs> afterwards. The next, yeah, exactly. And the next day, he was like, oh, how was it? Was Austin there? Like, no. Austin was probably in a bed in Texas surrounded by burgers and fucking... Austin wasn't there. Oh. Shane McMahon was wrestling. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, God. Vince also goes on to say that the new champion will be a McMahon family member. Ah. Member. A member. Well, membership in the McMahon family is obviously of utmost uh, <laughs> importance. I like that, of course, Vince always playing the little shifty wild card there at the end. Yeah. Teasing dissension between... You know, Shane Triple H. And that, 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 that's a nice touch, I think. Uh, standard stuff from Vince, but Vince's yeah. standard stuff is usually pretty good. So it was good, but I mean, I think we've been spoiled by the likes of his promo at Capital Carnage, where he came out of the little teacup and, like, where he, when you know, when he really fucking rags on about England, that's the stuff I really like. When you used to be some. Exactly, like, yeah. You know? Maybe he was just a bit pissed that he came back and they watched the Prime Minister of Pakistani extraction. <laughs> there was no, yeah, there was what no. What the fuck fucking... is this Tony Blair shit? <laughs> Two years difference. We don't get a single mention of any of that shit tonight, thank you. Yeah, th actually. They've cleaned God. their act up an awful uh, lot. Uh, yeah, well, not an awful lot. <laughs> a bit. Then. A bit. In that one instance, yeah. Coming up next, Barry Bollock Cannon taking on Kane. When I read this match was on the card, I thought, fuck me, this is going to be brilliant. Two of my favourite guys from the actual. Bob Buchanan, he's young, he's mean, he's a stud, he's butch, he's sexy. <laughs> I want to kiss him. <laughs> we got a weird little interchange here at the start when um, Kane's coming out and he's obviously accompanied by Paul Bearer, his father. He was actually off storylines on TV at this time. I was going to ask you, yeah, we haven't yeah, seen he, Kane he for a the, while. the broken arm gimmick just after WrestleMania, basically. Yeah. Getting rid of him until King of the Ring, but yeah, he comes on the tour anyway. He comes out with Paul Bearer and JR goes, 
Well, Kane's mother must have been certainly tall. And uh, Jerry goes, well, look at his father, Paul Bearer. He's six foot wide. To which JR says, well, he'll never make it onto page three here in England. Now, for our fans across the continent, page three is... Basically, we have this really shit newspaper called The Sun, and on page three, they used to have a gimmick of always having a topless lady. They got rid of it, didn't they? No. Is it still a thing? I thought they actually finally got rid of it. No more page three is is a campaign against that, I thought it fucking worked. No. I remember looking, like, recently, like, someone left one in the cafe, and I looked at it, and it wasn't anything Oh, and the content is still there. I don't know if it's necessarily on that page, but page three is still a thing. Right, um, well, yeah. so basically, yeah, it's, it's a Rudy picture you get, and I remember as a kid, we'd see it, like, way too much, like, there'd be a, a man on the bus reading an article, and there's a fucking topless lady there, and I'm, like, six years <laughs> For old. For fuck's sake. So that's what JR's referencing. You can see the argument against uh, No More Page 3 almost. Yeah, a little alone, bit, yeah. yeah. But yeah, JR referencing uh, Page 3, it's like, so forth. We're in the UK. How about that NHS I hear so much <laughs> about, King? I hear that that is socialised medicine and it exposes the business. <laughs> He does say that Paul Barry is six foot wide. He says he's six foot wide with a face like a well-kept grave. Oh, jeez. What does that mean? Like pretty little flowers <laughs> and a mustache. <laughs> I don't get it. Like Bull denies us pyro at the start of this. Yeah. You no good don't... thrifty son of a bitch. Yeah, they clearly didn't have the pyro with them, I guess. Then he goes back afterwards like, put that money in my paycheck. <laughs> I just saved you 500 pounds. Like, you know. <laughs> Ball is green as grass, you know, and it's yeah. like, when he's tagging with the boss man, and he's got, you know, people to help him, that's mm. fine. Him versus Kane, that's like, slow and steady versus slow and steady. And yeah, because actually recently I've been watching a bit further ahead in the timeline, and then to take a step back here to just after Backlash, I've got it in my head, they're like, oh, Bob Buchanan, he's brilliant, him and Kane is going to be ace. But this is Bob Buchanan with fucking Boss Man's music even. It's that early. Yeah. You don't get any of the... Any excuse to do that. Any excuse, really, yeah. Bull does become better. But you notice that Bull is almost always in tag matches. Yeah, that's true. I think King of the Ring after that, it's like he's in, you know, tag match. And he's good in, in that, but I don't think he ever really got where he wanted well, to be. Well, if that's the case, they certainly they use it to his advantage because they, they've fooled me into thinking he's a great wrestler then, if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, he he does awesome stuff. Mm. I think it's just in a, you know, in a dry one-on-one match, guys get exposed. And he gets pretty exposed. Here, yeah, I sadly. Think. Ball hits his finisher early on. The crowd just kind of... It happens a lot in, the, in some of the matches tonight where the crowd just kind of lose interest and start blaring yeah. horns. And it gives the illusion that the matches themselves are very dull. And it's one of these ones where it's like the crowd are just... If they start playing with horns, you're kind of like, ah, fuck. And just, yeah, it just takes you out of it as well, doesn't it? The match does actually suffer. You're yeah, watching it. for sure. Which, which, which stinks. Uh, he leaps off the top rope, gets choke slammed. Kane wins. Very, very, very short match. Very short, yeah. Which is good, I guess, because what what was happening so far wasn't brilliant. So I thought yeah. if it's going to drag out for ten minutes, I'd get pretty sick yeah, of it. It was, it was two minutes, folks, bell to bell. Yeah. And as they're leaving, Jerry Lawler calls Paul Bear a salad dodger. And Jim Ryan's like, "Back God, King, he's lost a lot of weight." And then just goes backstage. Yeah, he's really defensive. And that's like. What a nice point to end that match yeah. on, you know? You weren't saying those fucking things when Vader was trying to lose weight, were you, Jim? No, it wasn't, like, clearly. Triple H and Steph just having a chat backstage. Low angle on the camera. Couldn't see if they had if they nipped a weight rose to get some of the good hummus. I'm like, assuming the hummus was there. If they brought the set over, they've surely brought the hummus with them. Maybe get that nice one with the red peppers mixed oh, into I it. Oh, I fucking love that, yeah. Triple H just sat there sort of going like, oh, I think it's great how your old man sort of thinks I'm part of the family now. And Steph's like, huh? Well, you know, he said... A McMahon family member is going to win. He's like, 
Do you think that's what he meant? And now they're setting up the whole sort of like Shane and Triple H like, who do you want to win with Vince? Like they're fighting for his approval or something. Yeah, I love the Triple H is like, the, clearly the, the the guy who's meant to be the champion is so little of faith in himself. Insecure. <laughs> Maybe I should change my name to Double HM. <laughs> Maybe that'll get over. I think it's brilliant though. It's very funny. Oh yeah, it is. It's hilarious. And Shane and Triple H like, brother-in-laws like it's hilarious yeah you know, they're all like basically looking like a big man in front of stephanie which compare this to you know bulldog hitting stephanie in the head of the trash can this is a much better through line for a pay-per-view I yeah think. i think so that's a nicer thread to follow yeah yeah there's a lot less shouting for the british bulldog <laughs> coming up next we hear the dx music but it's just the road dog yeah doesn't do his yeah he didn't do any of that stick it was the uh looking around the uh run dmc the vine music yeah Road Dog with uh, Tory, no Xbox. Yeah. I wonder why. Like. Where's he then? I don't know. He could have got held up somewhere. Any number of reasons he could have been held up. Uh, taking on Bradshaw, who's coming out with Farouk. And Farouk, who's uh, going on commentary. For all of 30 seconds. Very, very odd. So I should also just say at this point, when Brad comes out with Farouk, uh, Fink announces him as one of the acolytes. <laughs> one of the acolytes? That's so shitty. All like, really. the acolytes. All your favourite acolytes will be there. Bradshaw, <laughs> Farouk, Ezekiel. You know? <laughs> Farouk is on commentary and he's like, this won't last long. And then he just takes him off <laughs> and he interferes. Beats up, beats up Road Dog. Beats up Road it's, it's weird because the crowd wants it, loves Road Dog and he's meant yeah. to be heel and he does the face stuff at the start and then Farouk interferes with Bradshaw's the face. And, it's so ah! weird. It's, it really fucks it up at the start. We see Tori at ringside and JR just goes, now she could be on page three. <laughs> Leave it, Jim. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> no more, I'm begging you. <laughs> King starts doing Cockney rhyming slams. Oh, oh, all fucking night. Fucking hell. Unbelievable. Doesn't he say that Road Dog is a Leo Sayer? And yeah. Every time he does Cockney rhyming slang, JR just repeats it, exasperated. Oh, Road Dog's a Leo Sayer. 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 That means he's an all dayer. <laughs> Getting back to the match now, folks. It's, it's constant. Like. They're, they're really distracted tonight. Yeah, really distracted. Do you think someone from Sky Box Office is just there with a big book of English shit? <laughs> he's like, say this. Elton John, he's someone. Say it. <laughs> say it. Say it. <laughs> Pretty slow, meticulous beatdown by Brad. Yeah. Who even goes for the torture racket? So yeah, place. that's a cool little move to pull out of nowhere. Shades of Big Red, Eric Rowan. <laughs> Big Red. Big Red. Sorry. Shitty name, it's yeah. A bit too close to Bugger Red for my liking. <laughs> Big Red. That is his name. Say it. It is his name. <laughs> horns. The horns. So many horns. Yeah, oh. th this is a decent match as well, but it does really detract having those fucking horns constantly blaring. Yeah, it really like, slows things down. Crowd picks up, though, when Road Dog goes for shake, rattle, and roll. But then clothesline from hell pretty much straight oh. afterwards. Poor El Rodog. You can tell he's, he's jet lagged and he's tired and sore and he doesn't want to be getting that. <laughs> Tori interferes and Brad just starts glaring at her. He did this at the start of the match as well. We just like... Like Terminator walks yeah, towards it. Yeah, we should say actually the start of the match. Like Tori's in the ring with a road dog, you know, doing their thing or whatever. And Brad just walks over and starts staring at her. She gets out of the ring. And he literally follows her around with this fucking look in his eyes. Well, I suppose when the other week there's a guy going, I'm going to get you, you bitch. That this is like yeah. mild in comparison. But it's just to show you that 
the face and heel thing is all over the shop in this match. Like, not only are they doing that, but the fact that they're doing that and he's meant to be a face. Yeah, it's ludicrous. It's like, are they such in a pursuit to put over a badass character? It's like, oh yeah, he's a cool guy. He drinks a few beers. He glares at women and stalks them. <laughs> he's threatening. I like to go threaten some women with him Ugh. after work. You know, what the fuck? Weird. Man? Really weird. Pump handle slammed by the road dog, though, and in a very strange moment, he, uh... Road Dog pins Bradshaw. Yeah. They do this thing where Tori distracts the referee and then, you know, Road Dog gets the roll up on Bradshaw and it's 1-2 and it kicks out. Yeah. I'd rather the match ended there rather than seeing Bradshaw get pinned like yeah, after, after a Road Dog finish. finish. Like, yeah. Weird. He really put a seal on it and it was like, I am upper courage. Like. At least it was only in England, I guess. I, not a real pay-per-view. Well, in fairness, Road Dog was like, after Triple H and Xbox, he'd be like up there as like the next wrestling guy in that faction. I guess, So he was yeah. pretty strongly put over. Backstage... The subtlest of all innuendos. I couldn't even tell there was something sexual happening. Backstage, Terry eats a fucking banana. (laughs) Ludicrous. (laughs) Like, just do what you want. Just cut backstage to have her having sex. That's what you want to do. When we say she eats a banana, it's not like she stood there just like, "Mm," you know, eating a banana. She's like, you know, fucking rubbing it around her lips and, you know, flirting her eyes around all over the place. It's... It's and Michael, grow goes, up. And Michael goes like, um, Terry, what are you doing? She's like, Michael, I think nutrition is very important. And she eats it. <laughs> well, well, yeah. What? Sure. What are you eating, penises? <laughs> are you shitting me? Like, that's. What is that? <laughs> Fucking hell, it's so weird. Awful. Awful. Don't, just awful. so you know, it's all ahead of this next one, folks. Yeah. I watched this on the network. I got my uh, free trial working for that yeah. one month. Vince owes me one, you know? Uh, I got my free trial working. This was rated PG. This was rated... Really? <laughs> now, I'm not one to kind of go, well, they've clearly just looked over a whole load of pay-per-views and went, ah, it's probably rated like that. But if you're rating this show PG after that and what's coming up next... You clearly haven't watched it. You've clearly not watched it. You've not even read about you've it. You've not even. Sake. You've not looked at the match cards. Not even a glance. Who, fucking hell. Who looked at Cat versus Terry in an arm wrestling challenge and thought, this will be an athletic contest. <laughs> PG. PG. Well, I mean, arms aren't sexual. I mean, come on. How could this possibly be taken any other way? What is, what we, it's, it's an arm wrestling contest. It's Terry versus Cat, who basically epitomise... It's annoying, because you do have Lita and Trish just coming into it at this moment as well. Yeah. Where are they? Where are they They're tonight? not even here. Noted by their absence. But they're doing some pretty cool stuff. And even though Trish is not really a wrestler at this point, they still have a really cool storyline. But here, they're just like, it's two non-wrestlers and they're doing lowest common denominator. For no fucking reason. It's the video game that Bart plays in, um, in, in, in <laughs> Simpsons. You know, bitch, skank, slut, <laughs> the hair, the hair. You know, it, it's really... And yeah, basically, they stall for ages because it's an arm wrestling contest. And then in the crescendo, this like late 2000s monstrosity of overly sexualized stuff that they were going at the time, Cat's top gets pulled off. Yep. And Terry gets covered in water. Yep. So it's like a woman with like no top and another woman like writhing around covered yep. in water. And Jerry the King Lawler, we should say. Oh, Jerry Lawler's the MC. He's got he's a front in row. the ring the entire time. Jumping up and down going, whoa, whoa. Big erection on him, like, you know, eyes rolling back in his head. Whoa. Scary. Like, whoa. He, he's scary. He's the, fucking, he's the Joker, Cesar uh, Romero. <laughs> no, he, he frightens me in this bit. It's yeah. so weird. It's just weird. And it's like, you know, I think in 2000, they were toning back a lot of the storylines. Yeah. And they were toning back some of the violence. Definitely compared with... Um, like, Capital Carnage. 
they are thrown back a lot. They wouldn't think about doing races and stuff, I think, at, the, at this moment. But it shows you how, like... There's still this. And yeah. you know what? This being in the UK as well, this whole thing, like, because Kat gets her top pulled off and she covers up. But then she stands there, because I watched the original box office rip that was completely uncensored. Oh, yeah, yeah. She covers up and then she stands there and she's like, eh, and then just takes her hands off and shows everyone her tits. I think this, it cut away on the network, though. This so. stank of, like, fuck you, Channel 4. We're still going to have yeah, tits in our show. Yeah, definitely, like, yeah. Because it's in the UK and everything. Now they're back on Sky again. Yeah, that's true. It seems like a real sort of middle finger to Channel 4. Definitely. Like, yeah. You'll pay for this nudity, I guess. You know? Get a load of this. More tits. <laughs> you, <laughs> you have to pay for them now. Ah. <laughs> so, yeah, as Steve Austin would say, it was what it was. <laughs> uh, cat one, I think. I, I literally fast forwarded it. I don't it, it it's hilarious because Jerry Lawler goes on to marry Kat. It's just like, what a weird yeah. thing. To, odd. It's so odd. Yeah. Anyway. Era now. Oh, and they do their lovely thing. Vince McMahon, his favourite thing in the world is to basically give you what is clearly his sexual fantasy over the space of 10 minutes and then straight afterwards throw cold water on, on his audience as he shows you a big close up of Big Show and Rikishi's big fat feckin' <laughs> arses. <laughs> Right up there! Oh, I forgot about Shokishi. <laughs> Shokishi. Shokishi. Alright. Now, usually with the UK shows, we've noted before, the guys usually look a little worse for wear because they would just come over for the one or two shows. Yeah, jet lag. It's not lag. like now where they have a bit of time to get you know get used to the jet lag. and then They usually look a bit worse off. Big Show looks like... He looks... So bad here tonight. His eyes have drooped a good inch down his face. Like, they're so much lower. <laughs> his face is a different colour to his torso. <laughs> it looks really sick. Did you notice his left leg where his tattoo is? He didn't have spray tan. The entire lower... Really? His lower left leg, there was just a different colour. He was half asleep and he was getting his tan. He, got, he tanned, like, his torso, his arms, one leg, <laughs> one no, thigh. No, I, I think he was on the tanning bed and he fell asleep and his leg just, you know, sort of fell out. Of well, he clearly didn't fit because his head is, is all pale then. Ugh. And he's wearing this makeshift show. They clearly thought Shokishi after they came over. Yeah, they quickly made it from like costume shops. Because he's just got like these really awful, ill-fitting tights and this really badly made like shower curtain type thing. Yeah, he looks like Alan Partridge is a zombie. <laughs> he comes out with this big flap of skin, like you know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Ugh. So yes, Shokishi tonight are taking on the. For one night only, they're heel, or for one match only, they're heel. Yeah. Taking on the Dudley boys. There's a lot of this here tonight. Seriously, yeah. yeah it's so confusing, considering that... I mean, are the fans meant to accept that they can be heels for one night and then be expected to go back to cheering them again on Raw? Or? I reckon they announced a match card right before Backlash when this was announced. Right. Assuming this is where the storylines would be. Right, okay. And assuming this is where people be. Because if this was done around WrestleMania, it makes sense because later on Eddie Guerrero acts like a heel. Yeah, Here the true. Dudleys act like heels. But, you know, it's... It's, it's, it's all been pre-booked, sort of. The mi- it's the mid-card only, folks, you should say. Yeah. But there is a kind of a, yeah, this guy's a baddie tonight or this guy's a goodie tonight shut up you yeah. know accept it Devon's got the wrong glasses coming out yeah what the fuck where do you leave them that's weird man yeah it looks really off there's some there is a current of weirdness running throughout this pay-per-view well, it wouldn't be a UK show without it Kevin it's just a little bit it's almost like a Wrestlemania 15 things are quite off it's a very good forgery of a WWF pay-per-view <laughs> yeah. but there's just a few details it's almost like... the pirates are out to get you like you know yeah <laughs> They show a replay of Backlash and the Dudleys putting Trish to a table. Yeah. Solely, I think, for you to kind of go, yeah, forget that you love them at the moment in their battles with the McMahon-Hemsley regime. 
they did this bad thing a few weeks back. To a lady. Even though they were faces at the time. Forget about that. Just forget, forget about, about that. They're, they're heels now. This is the important bit. They're baddies. They're opponents. Man with a mop. <laughs> it, 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 cut, it goes... It's and their opponents and it cuts over and there's literally a guy in the stage with a mop going <laughs> oh do you mean me folks it's absolutely ridiculous <laughs> it's like a narrator or something it's <laughs> a man with a mop and a bucket I remember the first time I met Rikishi and Shokishi <laughs> here's the main question I had from this the fuck was he cleaning up did someone Roy, that's a good question what? yeah what how Why? could there possibly have been a spillage there? Why in the middle of a live pay-per-view did Vince McMahon kill Owen Gorilla? Get a goddamn guy with a mop out there. Get him out there right now. Maybe Terry had spilled some bananas or something on the way down to the ring because she's so nutritious now. H- who knows? Big Show's got his shower curtain coming out. This ring attire and you realise it's going to be a whole match. A Big Show wearing that. It's not a backstage segment. <sighs> no, you can't look away from this. But no, Big Show has to be entertaining. <laughs> you bastard. So yeah, we got Team Cookie Monster taking on the Dudleys here. The big lad saw you just beat up Devon. Devon like cheap shots them again. It's like their heels. And it's like, the crowd don't buy that their heels though. And they start chanting yeah. for tables and chanting for the Dudleys. And it's like... The crowd are clearly confused as well because they want to like both teams. But they shouldn't yeah, be fighting each other. Just, I mean, everyone loves... The Dudley boys. Yeah, and Rikishi. I mean, so all about show, but Rikishi's very Rikishi over as well. So, so. Over. a big show wearing that, people are going to be. Ah, uh, look at him! It's crazy. I yeah. mean, I boo that, but I'm not the target audience. I guess. <laughs> Head to deck spot by the Dudley boys. They don't go was up yet. No, they don't. But however, when uh, Devon hits Rikishi, um, King just goes. Devon just hit Rikishi right in the Jackson Pollocks. The Jackson Pollocks. They don't say what it means, thankfully. It's bollocks. But your balls, mate. Yeah. Me. Bollocks. Bollocks. Dudley's work over Rikishi. Pretty slow, you know, cutting him off, acting heelish, double teams behind the rest yeah. back. Horns, crowd murmuring. But we get a hot tag to the big show. Yeah. It's not a hot tag. It's not a hot tag when he struggles to get over that top rope. It's ice cream. One leg is the wrong colour. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Ice cream. On, on the, sorry, on the chilli sauce scale, this is ice cream, basically. There was one cool moment. He whipped the Dudleys into the corner, and as he whipped Bubba Ray, he went, No! <laughs> I love that, man. That was absolutely awesome. Double stink face. Yeah. Big pop from the crowd. Who do you think they flipped a coin as to who was going to get show and who got Rikishi? Yeah, w- which would you prefer? Rikishi, obviously. Yeah, same. It's more padding, it's softer and like, you know. Yeah. yeah. Also, show's he's... got a big, hard, like, ugh, yeah. concrete ass. I don't want big show's ass. That will break your nose. No, good lord. Bubba Ray gets a table. Yeah. Crowd, like, goes ecstatic. Yeah. And then they decide, oh, they just lose the crowd. The crowd dies as they're, like, setting stuff up. And so the crowd wanted the table like that, instant gratification. Edge and Christian attack. Yeah. Showstopper by the big show. Show and Rikishi win. Bah! Yeah. Wasn't blown away by this one. And the house show vibes come straight oh, back now. Oh, Jesus, are you kidding me? In the worst way. So, yeah, obviously Bubba Ray and Devon have been, you know, screwed over and all this. So now their faces again, I guess. Who knows? Yeah. And then two kill come out. And they've got shades. Yeah. Rikishi wants to dance. So, and then the Bubba Ray and D-Bot are like, well, we want to dance. Everyone wants to dance. And they trade shades. Ah. Everybody dances. Yay! I love this. I, <laughs> I know it's a fucking house show thing to do, but I just seeing it. Because, like, you know, house shows, you don't ever hear about these yeah, things. Yeah, true. Being able to see something like this. I thought it was brilliant. It was cute. I mean, do this on a real pay-per-view. 
and I'll be really fucked off about it. Well, I suppose so, the reason why people be fucked off about it is because this is the one we have to pay for. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, I'm sat in a position where I didn't pay to watch yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I'm quite happy the way I am. If I'd have paid, I'd have been pissed off with most of this show, I think. Yeah, definitely. But the little things like this, to me, it's just more like, you know, this is fun. Bubba Ray Dudley busts a move. Oh, he doesn't half. Yeah, everyone's dancing like Devon, and Bubba's just sort of stood there, like not doing anything. And then he just... And then, boom, out of nowhere. It's real kind of like big nerdy dude who you don't realise. It's like a Napoleon Dynamite type exactly, situation. Yeah. It's like, oh, you never knew he had it in him. Like, he's been dancing all his life, you know? <laughs> he's waited his whole life for this moment. Bubba Ray Dudley's a steel town girl on a Saturday night looking for the <laughs> fight of his life. Um, yeah, one thing as well which I particularly loved about this is that when everyone is queuing up and everyone's got glasses and then Grandmaster Sexy's got the goggles and there's Rikishi and Big Show and he looks at Big Show and Big Show goes, I think you should give it to Rikishi. <laughs> so he gives it to Rikishi and everyone's got shades except Big Show and everyone's in a perfect line except Big Show's just slightly behind them. It's like, oh The world's no. biggest sore thumb. Oh God, he, he somehow managed to be a sixth wheel. Yeah, somehow in this big party, he That's still didn't fit in. Amazing how he managed to, to, to stick out like that. And the lamest line of the night comes when Jim Ross goes, It's a party mood here tonight on Sky Box Office. Oh, God. Ugh. You can hear the money going into his bank account. Cuts to poignant Kurt Angle in a cab. This was gold. Just play the audio from this segment. Oh, here. yeah, definitely. This is your Olympic hero in London, England, uh, to see if they have any of my three eyes. How are you? Kurt Angle, Olympic hero. Nice to meet you. I have a lot of appearances here in uh, London, uh, including a, a meeting with Kelly Brook. Nice jacket, Kurt Angle, Olympic hero. I'll be there for anyone that needs me, and I know there's a lot of people out there that need me, especially here in London, England. It's true, it's true, I've been there since half seven in the morning, all over from Birmingham, all the Birmingham and Ilford Bossy crew. It's true, it's true. Your Olympic hero has arrived. Kurt Angle's the greatest superstar in the WWF. His three eyes get me through life. That's intensity, integrity, and intelligence. The fans seem to love me, which they should. They're definitely following the three eyes tonight. Yeah, Kurt Angle going around having a chat with the people in England, walking up to strangers going, Hi, I'm Kurt Angle, Olympic hero. Not realizing that most people on the street probably didn't know who he was. But again, continuing our theme of the night, he's a face in England. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves Kurt Angle. Everyone's going on about how great he is. Yeah. All these fucking Kurt Angle marks. Like. And there's no sort of like, you know, irony of like, you know, you'd expect him to do the sort of thing of like, you know, be a dick and like, you know, not shake a fan's hand or yeah, something. Yeah. But he's just great with everyone. Everyone and loves him. taking a picture with everyone loves him. And usually when there's like, when there's like, you know, a heel and they're showing fans shoot reactions to him, they usually throw in like a heel fan, you know, that like, Shane McMahon's number one. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> he's totally ruthless. <laughs> he don't care about no one and he's right set on running the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> you know. But there was no other side of the coin in But no, everyone's here like, I love Kurt Angle. Seriously, he's, he's brilliant, Kurt. He's so good. Even though he insults us, I suppose, if you're a UK fan, he's like, he just makes fun of all those naff US sports teams, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, but you can still tell he's been a dickhead. I mean, he never makes fun of the Manchester United, is all I'm saying. We're, we're sitting pretty over here, mate. Yeah, uh, Krangle hasn't even set his eyes on the beautiful game. You know? So <laughs> we're, we're, we're crisp over here in England. Benoit! Took a cheap shot by Jericho to beat the greatest technical wrestler in the world, Will Michael. 
We all know what they say about paybacks. And Chris Jericho's got one coming in the worst way. Kurt Angle parading around London. The medals, the trophies, the accolades, the three eyes. Life is about timing. Kurt Angle is in the wrong place at the wrong time because he will truly find out what being pissed off is all about. Oh my god, look at his fucking eyes! <laughs> so scary! Have you seen when Bear Grylls gets stung by a bee? <laughs> Bear, if you don't know, Bear Grylls, the survivalist, he, he tries in his show once to stab open a beehive and get him some sweet, sweet honey. But it's full of bees. Who'd have thought it's full of bees? And the bees don't like being stabbed, so they all go nuts and they sting him. And then he realises he's allergic to bees. His face just blows up. Did he know beforehand that he was allergic? Judging by this one line, which makes me think not, where he goes like, I've wrestled bears and alligators, and the one animal that finally gets me was a bee. <laughs> and if you want to know what he looks like, he looks like Benoit's eye right here. It's grotesque. It's gross. Like, yeah, it's, that's a shoot eye right there. Coming up next, it's another heel versus heel encounter where why I don't Kerrangle who in that promo package was meant to be a face right and now your children children they're pale weak unhealthy and uneducated he calls your children weak for fuck's sake make your mind up it's all over the place and let I say we saved your ass in world war 2 like you know you'd all be speaking German if it wasn't for me and he compels the crowd to speak the real language American Brilliant. I loved this amazing promo absolutely amazing because think about this post 2001 or 2002 it became quite popular in mainstream media, particularly comedy stuff, to, uh, in, in the UK anyway, to kind of, to mock, you know, American values and stuff like that. America was a superpower. Yeah, right? and like yeah. America was, you know, people didn't like the war and they came out like, oh, America is yeah. self-interested and stuff like that. But back in 2000, we all thought America was awesome. Yeah, yeah. We love Bill Clinton, you know. So for him to be like, you know, it's not really cutting edge, but to make like a biting comment like it's that. It's funny, it's kind of like, it's beforehand, because, you know, I mean, we would make fun of things like, you know, freedom fries and stuff like that yeah. a lot. It's a, yeah, Kurt Angle. That sense of irony in 2000, right? It's, yeah, ahead of the curve. Kurt. Oh my God, Kurt Angle proved 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs> Who'd have thought it was lizards? Right after that promo, though, uh, Jay just goes, well, I think Angle should take up verbal celibacy. <laughs> In other words, shut up. Thanks for spelling it out. For really, that second part that was not necessary. In addition to not having sex, Kurt Angle should refrain from talking. We we've talked about this kind of before. Uh, we, we've talked. We're going to talk about it in future episodes, I think, because it comes out again in King of the Ring, particularly fully loaded. But there's no real way to, to spin it. This match is hard to watch. Chris Benoit looks like an actual monster. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer at the moment. <laughs> I'm talking season four when the money started coming in. <laughs> he looks like a fucking demon. It's scary. I've, it's it's not fair. Like, the fact that we have to keep covering all these Benoit matches. And it just keeps making it worse and worse. Like, on the scary levels of Yeah, film. it's like, here comes Chris Benoit. He's got a fractured cheek and possibly a broken nose. He's his eye is entirely red and he literally has like two face. We want to cover this as sensitively as possible, but really, it's making it fucking hard. He looks us. like a fucking monster. <laughs> like a, a literal monster, not a figurative monster. He's actually a monster. Oh, he lo- he's, he's got this busted up face from the belt shot from Y2J. Yeah. From Backlash. But 
God. Yeah, because it's fresh at this point, isn't it? His face is just scrambled. It's you think scary. he's been on a he's been on an airplane, so obviously the change of pressure makes it difficult for fresh wounds to heal. Yeah. So he's got that really awful when the eye is just a different colour. Yeah, the sort of purple eye. And he just he looks you know, he's obviously tired as well. He looks like he's going to keel over here. He looks oh, oh. god, it's it's awful. But who's going to come and save the day? Coming out to a nuclear pop. It's only Elroy Jetson himself. It's Crash Holly, the hardcore champion. Looking to fight an Englishman. Nice to see you, Crash. What are you doing? To see you nice. <laughs> what, 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 what the fuck? Like, again, with Farouk popping on commentary for 10 seconds earlier. And, I mean, also, of all the matches they could have picked to have a bit of comedy commentary... Not Angle versus Benoit. Like, genuinely, we can get an amazing technical I love technical wrestling, Michael! <laughs> it doesn't fit in here at all. As much as I love you, Crash, you just don't buy Wow, here. German suplex with a bridge, zip zap zoo! Like, <laughs> You're making out like they even talk about the match once. No, like, they don't. JR gets so pissed off. You can tell he's getting really fucking wound up with Crash constantly drawing away. I mean, I was obviously tentative of being excited because, you know, Benoit's hurt. And again, we're not expecting guys to push the, the you know, kick it into high gear tonight on these, yeah. on these matches but I was still excited for Kurt Angle versus Benoit Kurt Angle and Benoit obviously being two of the most amazing technical wrestlers on the roster Yeah. so you know Crash says he's looking to fight an Englishman they spend most of the time in commentary talking about Crash's quest to find someone from England gee I guess who could that who could that be oh, what, is, there any, uh, is there any English guys on the roster I don't know like some sort of bulldog like you know maybe someone someone British maybe, maybe who, someone that can come in or, I don't know he says he's been all over England looking to find an Englishman and he couldn't find one and Jerry goes have you checked Westminster Abbey I checked there too. What? You imagine Crash Holly Westminster Abbey's going around like, "Will you fight me? Will you fight Will me? Will you fight me? No, Will I, you fight me? Please, no, no." Slow technical action to start. Benoit is he's working hard, I suppose. Is that yeah, it, pretty price, much. You know, uh, but we get like see a nice mean streak from Cartin going and raking Benoit's black swollen <laughs> eyes. I was really expecting like flesh to actually fall off his face. His eye just to fall out. Oh. Like, it's all decayed, and uh, Benoit screams when he he's, he gets yeah. hurt. He's like. Boo! A lot of screaming and grunting in this match. In it's fact, we get the first half of our grunt of the night in this match. Oh, two grunts tonight. Two grunts tonight, yeah. So Angle runs straight into Benoit, and I can't tell who it is. One of them goes, Bruce, like that. <laughs> it's very short, but it's a nice phlegmy kind of grunt. Oh, yeah, like it's really that. visceral and grotesque. It's Brilliant. probably Benoit full of sick or something. Oh, black bile. Like, he's going to go into the corner. His black paint is going to come out of there. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Quick breather, hang on your drink. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Do you want a top up there? Oh, cheers, thank you. Mm. <laughs> I can't get that image out of there. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh my god. The announcer is, you know, JR is like wrestling with the lads so he could chat about the match, make a note, of course, of Benoit's injuries. Says he suspects that the nose, if it's not already, it's definitely broken now. Yeah. Lovely suplexes by Kurt. And I guess I suppose Benoit's a heel, but he's obviously the hurt one. So Kurt gets a bit of heat on him. Mm. But the crowd would have cheered Kurt if if he came out. And... He didn't do that promo at the start, though. Yeah. I think, yeah, he would have been a legitimate face in England. People loved him. Yeah, and he could have easily found a way to you know have Benoit be a heel and him be like, hold on a second. like you, now, know. you could make out they were doing the whole sort of like an extra level of kayfabe. Because at first, I thought with that promo package, with Angle, you know, being in England and everyone loving him, I thought that might have been like, you know, Angle spun it and he's like, you know, oh, right, yeah. he's got all these people to cheer him. But no, in the audience, there is dozens of like 
Kurt Angle fa- uh, signs. Oh, yeah. And not even, like, you know, Angle sucks or anything. It's literally, like, I follow Kurt's three eyes and, you know, like, go Kurt Angle. It's- Kurt Angle was funny because he was one of the few heels that the kids actually also liked. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, Edge and Christian, Triple H, those guys, I remember, like, as a kid, I was like, I hate those guys. Yeah. But you can see the, the benefit of them now. But even back then, Kurt was like, because he was funny, I guess. He was, he was just silly enough. Yeah. To, like, you know, he's a big, he looks serious, but he's actually a big, silly man. And he's got a big gimmick as well. Yeah. Like, so it's easy to kind of get behind. But lovely suplexes and action from Kurt Angle in this one. He is on offense for most of it. Rolling Germans and a bit of a comeback from Benoit, who gets a bridge on the last one. Oh, yeah. Fucking beautiful. JR starts uh, getting called to task by, but Jerry's stirring the pot. He's like, "Why do you call Crash Elroy Jetson?" Yeah, he just calls him out in there and then. And Jim Ross is like, "Well, it looks like Elroy Jetson in that cartoon." And then all of a sudden, he starts like they start calling him out on it. And he's like, kind of like, "Oh, why is that?" Because he's flying around in a spaceship, and he's like, "Yeah," and he hasn't got a dog named Elroy. And Jim, <sighs> Jim Ross's lack of Jetson's knowledge exposes the business. And then, right? w- worse yet, there's like 10 seconds of silence, and he just goes, You know, you call him Elroy too, King. Like, he's in the most <laughs> bitter song, his arms folded, like miserable. I bet face. you don't even know what Spacely Sprockets is, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Crippler crossface by Benoit, and it's great. I love when Benoit's in that kind of last-ditch attempt. Yeah, Gotta get it the in. desperate crossface. Desperation face. move. Kurt Angle actually thumbs the referee in the eye. Yeah. That's how vicious Kurt is now recently. Very vicious. Yeah, he's really stepped up his mean streak. I like it. I like it. Benoit goes up for Air Canada. He whiffs it. And again, it's like, at the start of the match, Benoit had this horrible disfigurement. Yeah. But at least it was all kind of sewn up and tucked away. He's yeah. after jumping off the top rope and landed on his face. Folks, he looks like a fucking orc. It's all burst and like... Let's get a fire going! <laughs> he's had nothing but maggoty bread for three stinking days. <laughs> Olympic slam by Karnangel picks up the win. Nice action, but I think that you could tell they were holding back, obviously, for a number of reasons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- yeah, there's several factors as to why they'd hold back in here. And obviously, it's only an England show. You're not going to expect an incredible match. Uh, you know what? But, you keep saying only an England show, but I think Rebellion showed us that an England show can still have a high caliber work rate. That's in a true, match. but I do think that was an anomaly. I don't think we can expect that to be the standard. Was that just like did they catch him on a good? Fl- like, did everyone sleep on the plane that time? Everyone must have got a good kip on the yeah, way. Yeah, they something. took sleeping pills or something yeah. smart, smart like that. Yeah, this could have been a much much better match if it wasn't for the commentary. Yeah, and the commentary is hilarious, but it just belongs in a different match. Like it shouldn't have been on this one. Something which maybe Crash Holly had some sort of invested interest in. And not only that, yeah. this match went on for like what 10, 12 minutes. 10, 12 minutes. It was so long, long matches. Crash was show. on commentary for that entire time. It was weird. No, he wasn't bad. Crash was actually very funny, and he actually. Yeah, him and King had really great back and forth. I thought, but just wrong match. Not for this it. match. Not yeah. heel versus heel, I guess. But backstage, Mickey C is with Shane O'Mac. He reckons he's got this one in the bag, pretty much. Yeah, confident. <laughs> Knows what he's doing. I love it. Then we get another promo package for, of course, the next pay per view in the time at this point would have been Judgment Day. Oh yeah. And yeah. really seeing this in full made me realize how, like, you know, there's promo packages that build them up and then the actual finished product. Yeah. And there's often times where they don't match what... Like Kofi Kingston's ones. Have you ever see Kofi Kingston's vignettes? I haven't, no. And then actual Kofi Kingston. Completely different. Or even Alberto Del Rio. His whole thing is like, I am Alberto Del Rio and I am an honest man. Then he's just like completely different. Like, this is here. Like, Judgment Day is coming. Little girls. 
that's not preparing you for Kid Rock no, motorcycle boogerette. It's literally just the worst. Dead man walking. <laughs> Awful. Call it a heat for the uh, booger red dislike on uh, Judgment Day episode. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? I think people were very surprised that Billy thought he was lame. Wow. Uh, spoiler alert. I, I share the same opinion. Yeah, I yeah, mean, like, I, I think I hold mine. I think that it's an improvement. I thought his debut at Judgment Day was awesome. but Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I... It's a goofy gimmick, I guess, for, from my point of view a lot of the time. I he, think... The matches are still good, though. Yeah, yeah, it's it's better than the fucking the worst of you know when he was really like bottom of the barrel, you know, uh, meandering around, not knowing what he even is anymore, talking about going through the desert with Big Show. Yeah, I think I prefer American Badass to the Phenom. Well, I can't you know, tell. I'll, I'll be honest, like we're judging this after one show with. We need on. to watch more. Yeah, you know how many times are we like? Well, we actually we saw this as children, so we actually have our minds yeah. made up. Like, we flip flop more than Big Show does. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I mean, we'll probably be turned around on him. Who? I'll leave. I'm open to that happening. <laughs> My title shot. No. Oh no! A wild bulldog appeared. Hang on a second, King. The Brit, the British bulldog. He's an Englishman. He's English. He is an Englishman. <laughs> he remains. <laughs> but yeah, he's come out to face Crash Holly, who like tries to run away. Yeah. Because like, oh no, injured bulldog who's been off TV for a few months. He'll kill me. Bulldog literally came back for just like a little cup of coffee. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, we long since passed him leaving on the timeline. Yeah. So, so you promise me this is the last we'll see. Oh, yeah. Promise? Yeah. You mean it? I, pinky swear. Okay. Okay. That's when nice. I say that, I always point out last appearances on main pay-per-view episodes because there are people who only listen to the main pay-per-views and don't listen to Bobo episodes. Yeah, yeah. So so this is like, you know. His I'm not going to have to see Davey again. No, you're not. Okay. Don't worry. Okay, that's fine. Unless we do some sort of best of bulldog reps. Nope. But nope. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I will leave the podcast. Remember that time where he faced Lex Luger? Yeah. <laughs> JR calls Davy Boy a legend when he comes out, and the crowd is popping huge. I like for a moment, the only moment in this show really where I kind of went, holy fuck, and I thought I was actually going to see a moment. And I thought Bulldog's been injured for ages. He had that disastrous run at the end of 99 and most of 2000. Yeah. He's been off a few months. Maybe this is just a nice kind of. There you go. You're on your way. One last moment. One last moment and write out the contract. Yeah. I thought this might be it. And he comes out and he gets that pop. And JR is like, he is a legend. And he has done all this great stuff, you know, in England. And he yeah. starts, you know, they always fucking got Wembley. And they start stirring up those emotions. Of course. I'm not even British and it gets me. <laughs> you know? And uh, it, it, it fails massively, I think. Because yeah. he grabs Crash, punches him. And then he spends around five minutes wandering around outside the ring and the crowd dies and then the horns just start. Yeah, it's it could have been good because... Could have been good if he came be, in, power slammed him and finished it. But to he be didn't. fair, the, the little bits of wrestling he did here is by far the best I've ever seen. It's like amazing, attitude though. Yeah, but Attitude Era yeah, Davey, yeah. this is the best he's done ever. And I think that's mostly down to Crash being able to, you know, bump around and make him look decent. Yeah, like, but, oddly enough, Crad, Crash does go on offense as well for a good bit. Yeah, of this, what like, the fuck? Which is like, 
Yay. I but, mean, Crash is not the guy to beat down the legend. Seriously, if there should ever have been a squash, like a complete squash, it should have been this. And it's like two minutes, you can hear Bulldog calling, like, there's three spots. I could do this match. I remember it off better than you. <laughs> calling spots in a two-minute match. Yeah, running power stab. You think? <laughs> British Bulldog wins the hardcore title. Meh. He would lose it very shortly thereafter. It was just kind of a nice moment. If he's on the roster, I guess he was healthy. Yeah. He might as well, you know. Fucking meaningless victory, though. Yeah, and it's a kind of... It's a hollow It's a hollow moment, really. It is, yeah, because... Like you say, they set it up as sort of like, we're in England, this is the last time you're going to see Davy Boy live in England, this could be a big fanfare moment, and he just pissed it away you by know what? I'll, I'll faffing s- around. With the exception of Kevin Nash, and it's arguable, but if you look at this point in time, we're like mid-2000s, Scott Hall, British Bulldog, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, yeah, all the huge, larger-than-life megastars of the new generation, and they're all shells of their former selves. Yeah, Michaels is like, you know, obviously got drug problems at the moment, retired from in ring. Bret is just, you know, nowhere in WCW with his concussion, and yeah. he, you know, he he suffers a stroke shortly after this. Scott Hall fired from WCW because of alcoholism and Personal causing demons. a scene and all yeah. that. And now you see Bulldog here. It was only fucking three years previous these guys were on top of the world. It's crazy how quick it can all go to shit, isn't it? It's funny that the Attitude Era, even though they'll have those guys, you know, like they always get input and make it like they were part of the Attitude Era. The real chunk of the Attitude Era where the real money was made was horrible for these guys yeah and he chewed them up and spit them out and well the likes of the rock and foley and triple h and all that they rose up and they did great the other guys just became afterthoughts yeah they completely got left behind well paid afterthoughts by and large but still afterthoughts. But still yeah like it's all gross. the money in the world isn't gonna make you happy i mean those guys are definitely uh evidence of that yeah i just thought saying that because i feel like pick on davy a lot because he's the only one that's here but if well, you we, look ne- over, we never see the others do yeah we, you yeah. go over wcw i don't think it's a problem that's limited to just him you know to oh this is absolute gold i adored this one of my favorite segments ever actually. highlight of the night for me yeah edge and christian with a fan guys what are you guys doing no superstars charge fans for autographs and pictures. I mean, what's going on around That's right. Here? Well, Michael, there's never been superstars like Edge and Christian here in the World Wrestling Federation before, so that answers your question. Besides, Michael, just take a look at these people in London. <laughs> I don't think they know any better. God, this is the easiest money we've ever made. Yeah, by the way, <laughs> that, that's 50-50. It's all good. It's all good. They're charging for autographs. <laughs> He's like, signs, he's like, they'll be five pounds, little man. And then, like, someone wants a picture, and they do the thing, like, you know, they make Michael Cole take the picture, and they pose in front of him. So you can't even see the kid. And then ask for ten pounds. <laughs> Absolutely gorgeous. Cool. Such asshole. Could you imagine what Kevin Nash would have made of this? <laughs> have you seen These that? These guys have got the right idea. Yeah, you see uh, Kevin Nash's promo video where he's, like, uh, from the new generation, where he's, he's like... putting a little clip of the audio at the end of it. Hey, Big Daddy, Thanks, Diesel. No. I don't want that. The World Wrestling Federation. Our athletes still care about their fans. Yeah, he's like, uh, 
yeah, and this one's personal. I don't need no money for it. It's like <laughs> signing a child's autograph. And like, there's another, like, every WWF superstar thinks the face of an angel is reflected in every fan <laughs> name. <laughs> so he, would, he would be spinning in his grave, Kevin Nash, <laughs> if you could see what his beloved industry had come to, to profiteering, no less. <laughs> Mate, Diesel would be appalled. Jerry calls Michael Cole, Michael Cool after this. Oh. Can I have your attention, please? Clarinet solo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that Edge and Christian segment, gold. Brilliant. Absolute pure gold. They did a similar thing at WCW with Steiner, where he like flexed yes, over. Yes, I remember that. He like held the title up in front of the little boy's yeah. face or something. Yeah, I, I love that. It's just classic heel heel. If, like. if you want to get someone to really seem like a heel, have them be a dickhead to the fans. Yeah. We, we are the fans. Exactly. Be a prick to us and we'll hate you. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's perfect. It's but, something they'll never do now though. Yeah, because... I know. Fucking PG product and be a star and all that but like, it's the easiest way to get heat, surely. It is, yeah. It's you're basic right. stuff. Yeah, only Triple H and Stephanie are allowed to berate the yeah, fans. Yeah, that's very true. Nice. Coming up next, Tie team championships on the line, and these two teams know each other very well. Once more with feeling, it's the Hardy Boys versus Edge and Christian. Uh, Jerry Lawler, when Edge and Christian are coming out posing, says that they've got a couple of lads in the audience mocking around, making sure they get the money off everyone who takes a picture. <laughs> Mate, the flash doesn't even go that far. <laughs> Ten bucks, little man. Right, this match, again, is one where two things happen. One, horns. Yeah. Horns is just like, it's part of life at this point. Yeah, like. you just take it. It's, it's just there. Horns are taxes in this instant, you know? You just <laughs> accept it and move on. They talk about hair on commentary. For way too long. Like, like most of the match. Yeah, they just literally... I, I, and just when you think they've stopped and someone doesn't move, they go right back to it. It's another goddammit, get back on topic. It's weird. There's this almost need to not talk about the match tonight and to just talk about anything else from... Like, you know, from London stereotypes to Crash Holly wanting a fight to now hair. Just talking about hairdos for the entire match. I don't, maybe they're trying to be broad because they think, you know, Skybox Office, new fans. That's maybe. all I can think. But it's meandering. And it's not funny as well. That's no, what's it's worse just, about it. It's just it. conversational. It's stupid. You know, in wrestling, we said it before, when it's funny, it's the funniest shit in the world. But when it misses, it it sucks. It's cringeworthy it's to the cringe-worthy, worst extent. It's cringeworthy, like, you know? Poetry emotion kind of is the only thing that punctuates a lot of tedious action at the start of this. Yeah, I've got to be honest, it's a very standard Hardys versus Edge and Christian They do match. very little. Yeah. Very, it's, very little. Well, no, 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 I think they do a fair it's bit. T- towards the end, but it's just beat down. They, they do a fair bit, but they've stretched it out for, I mean, I don't know how long this match was, but it felt like yeah. 20 minutes or so. It was it way was, too long. Yeah, and I suppose we've been seeing these guys, it's been TLCs, and it's been ladders, and it's been tables. And to go back to a slow 20 minute long regular tag match. This kind of harkened back to like King of the Ring, kind of, where yeah. it was like, yeah, it's good, but it's a little, I don't Wait know. till we get later on yeah, yeah we'll see it later on um, and one thing about Edge and Christian I could be wrong about this but I never feel that their dickheady characters that they have really comes across in the ring they, no I'd agree with that yeah. they're always so serious when, they're, they're proper athletes in the ring because yeah, considering they're always like goofing around they never smile they never kind of like they never mouth off they cheat but yeah they never they never do the whole sort of dickhead they're all, they're all business like. yeah yeah even when they're cheating they're just cheating to win they're not doing it out of any sort of like hey <laughs> kind yeah, of yeah it's weird the fact that they're high fiving over having a soda and then like in the ring all business God, like. yeah I've never noticed that before they it's should really like Edge should hit his finisher and then high five Christian or something never does they? that yeah like. it's very strange Mr. Trick there man definitely Fuck. I was dreadfully bored by a lot of this, which I thought yeah. was uh, which was weird. Jeff gets beaten down lots. Edge and Christian use heel tactics, and Jimmy Corderas is like 
not even trying to not be seen observing them cheating. He's just watching them. He's just watching them like, oh, they're in there. All right, would you get out? Thank you. Thank you. Now, please. JR basically notices it and has like no choice but to bury him. Yeah. He's like, that referee's an idiot. Crooked ref. He calls him follically challenged. And then now, they're back on hair. Now, that's just mean, JR. Jimmy Corderas is a friend of the podcast. Yeah, and you son of a bitch. Take all of your anger out on his refereeing skills, that's fine. But the second you talk about his hair, you're making it personal, my friend. And you're also getting back to the dreadful topic of hair, which yeah, is like, well, you had ten minutes of material, let's see if you've got ten more, god damn it. <laughs> There's more gold in this mine. Both Jeff and Edge knock each other out, and it comes down to a slow, slow crawl. Yeah. We kind of get it where, like, Matt and Christian are, like, actively interfering to keep themselves involved in the match, and the guys are just, like, passed out, and it's... it's I don't know, a hot tag is like a, is like a nice soup if it's heated for too long... Yeah, you know, it loses all flavor. He loses all the flavor and all the, the texture. <laughs> what have you done to it? What have you done to it's it? It's simply overcooked. The hot tag in this instance, to Matt, could have been a game changer. Instead, it's more of a game, game ender. ender. Yes. <laughs> well, Jr. calls him Jeff. Jeff has been in the match the whole fucking time. How long have these guys worked there now? Over. Well, they've been here since 95, <laughs> on TV regularly for a year and a half. Inexcusable, Jeff. Jeff has got different coloured hair. He looks completely different. Sorry, if you want to um, if you want to talk about the, the, the hot tag scale as well for where Matt Hardy would fit in on here, it's obviously, uh, it's grapes. Grapes. Because it's, it's Matt Hardy. It's a hot and it loves his grapes. If you guys aren't going to try, I'm not going to try either, so fuck it. True. Super duper plexed by Edge and Christian, which is a pretty cool That was spot. good. That nice. was a very good spot. Very cool. Nice innovative manoeuvre. Then Edge gets the one kind of real high spot in this match, which is Jeff does a plancha, and he absolutely leathers him. Yeah. His leg comes square in contact with Whoa. his face. It looks awful. Twist of fate and Swanton Bomb on the insides to Christian, but Edge hits Matt with the bell. DQ, and again, yeah. I know Edge and Christian have used the bell a bunch of times, but it really kills the finish when you can't have the bell ring and the fans to immediately go, oh. Yeah. You know, the people in the cheap seats don't really have a clear indication if the match is over, and so you don't get that nice big reaction. Yeah. So the ending is a little bit flashed. The crowd popped, though, and the Hardys win by DQ. Uh, not, you not, shouldn't pop for that. They, these guys just didn't really click tonight. I don't know. No, they didn't. This is a very disappointing match. Crowd, I don't know, we're, we're not... Crowd wanted whiz bang. They didn't want slow, methodical beat down. This was clearly a bit of a, a time filler, wasn't it? Like because it went on for so long. This they greatly tested the patience of this crowd. Yeah. Like, but, but the, the house show vibes do continue. Exactly. Because in true Irish whip wrestling style, because you interfered in my match earlier, I'm coming out to interfere in yours <laughs> now. We're gonna put you through this barge. That's right, the Dudleys just come out and put uh, Edge and Christian through a, t- a table and hit their finish. That was excellent, I thought. Yeah, I thought that, that was, was cool. really great. 3D through a table. and But again, you know what? Edge and Christian interfered earlier and cost Dudleys their match. Yeah. Why couldn't the Dudleys come out and cost them their match, then do the 3D? You get a proper ending that way. You don't get all that shitty sort of just regular DQ finish. Like, you know, yeah, I suppose do it's that instead. makes the Dudleys I mean. seem less heelish this way, even though they're meant to be heels. Uh... But you know what? The important thing is that those crooks Edge and Christian were taken care of Kevin Nash can rest easy. <laughs> you rest up, Big Kev. You don't have to go and stop this profiteering. Justice is served. Justice is served. Coming up next, are you ready to get in our DeLorean and go back in time? One more time. One more time. All right, let's go to 88.8 miles per hour because it's Chris Jericho taking on Eddie Guerrero. Forget the last month happens. He's healed. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. It's fine. Well, Guerrero to challenge Chris Jericho for the European title. And this one should be a real classic 
offensive matchup between two great athletes. Oh, on the drop toe hold, and referee Tim White took a header. Alvarado is in a bad, bad way. No referee in sight. Referee Tim White knocked out of the ring. She's not a referee. Right. That, that didn't count. What the, what the hell? DDT. What the hell? China just DDT. Chris Jericho. Look at China, the ninth one of the world men in the referee. We have a new European champion. It's Eddie Guerrero. And thanks to China. But why did China stick the knife in the back of Y2J? Let's sink it in now. Latino heat. Latino heat. I really couldn't resist your Latino heat. Poor little Chris always intimidated that a woman would show him up, steal his glory. And Get out of the Jericho! Arriba! And Jericho clocks China! Underlay! Underlay! Jericho! He wants revenge in a bad way! It's far from over between Jericho and Guerrero and China! The video package here is basically this, the remaining segments of this abandoned storyline. This is the deleted scenes. Yeah, the I told you about it. It's like the, the heel turn from China and yeah. then the promo on SmackDown. Yeah, that's it. Like, you know Backlash happened a few days ago, folks. Eddie Guerrero is firmly a fan favorite. Yeah, it, it's not going to work. But no, no, carry on trying. Now give this the, give this dead horse CPR and then proceed to beat it some more. Like. Just doesn't fit in the timeline, does it, this? And you're not just changing... You're not just changing... You're not just changing your storyline. You're changing several characters. You're changing China. You're changing Eddie Guerrero. You're changing their acts as well. Yeah. So you're changing the whole thing, and it's just for the purpose of one match. Could we not have Eddie Guerrero come out and say, "Hey, I'm the European champion, and I kick ass," and everyone will cheer him because everyone loves him. They love China. Then Jericho comes out and he's like, "No, I kick ass." You know. Let's have a wrestling match they, to see who the best man is. They would both get amazing pops because they have their catchphrases and they're over as title fuck. for title. Just Whatever. fucking do that. But no, we have to have Eddie Guerrero come out and he he, he pulls out. Oh, it's one of those. You just add hot water and you get an instant heel promo. Basically, that's <laughs> what we have here. I'm here. That you English people don't like being a part of Europe. Huh? Well, to tell you the truth, esos vatos, I don't like being your champion anyway, man. Yeah, man. Talk like that. So me and Mamacita have been talking, and Mamacita, the EOC and myself, Think that we're gonna kick you out because you're giving all of us a bad name. So you guys don't like Europe? What's up with that? Ugh. I seriously want Eddie Guerrero to dress down Nigel Farage on Have I Got News <laughs> For You, you know? Just really doing What's your problem, man? Don't you like the European economic community? It's about growth, essay. <laughs> and the crowd, of course, I mean... It's a step down from from kind of going, hey, a lot of Asian people drive taxi cabs. I bet you guys hate that. It's, it's better than that. It's yeah. better than it's that. It's a lot better than that. It's slightly more political, but I think the crowd is like, Europe! <laughs> I hate those guys! God, I'm glad we don't live there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, China speaks Spanish then. Ugh. You know, seriously, like, rubbishy, like, I don't know. Coma es bueno, Eddie. Like, it's just really, really bad. It's like, really awful. I'm sorry if that was racist, like, just made up Spanish words that I just did there. But no, her, her, her actual pronunciation and her, I don't know, her accent is really, like, it's awful. It sounds like 
if you change the to Spanish language mid-wage or like you know The Matrix or Predator or something like that <laughs> and the female character is a really unfitting voice it's so flat isn't it it's odd and of course Eddie Guerrero was like you don't speak Spanish because you're all illiterate <laughs> That's All right, more, mate. That's more like it. We get it. Okay. And then Jericho comes out and he's like, hang on a second. You can't talk guff to my beautiful fat. And <laughs> literally the words are coming out of his mouth. He's putting us all over. I think fucking what a shit just smacks him in the face. <laughs> Someone just throws something at him. Dickheads. He's defending you. Despicable lack of respect. This Billy What's-His-Name show. This one guy in the audience like, I for one would happen to love to live in Europe. <laughs> Throw something at Jericho. Jericho is like, the EEC is now the Y2J. Right, I'm telling you this, this is a man who once dropkicked the Brazilian flag, so he's obviously not up to date on modern world global politics. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> Mate, he knows what he's on about. He's got a microphone. Euroscepticism is Jericho. <laughs> I haven't even read an article on Wikipedia, Michael, because it doesn't exist. Ugh. <laughs> So, yeah, it's a pretty cheap start to this one. They set the table, I suppose. Yeah. But if you're having Eddie Guerrero and Chris Jericho wrestle, I'm not complaining, I suppose. No, because this is a great match. Definitely. Great stuff. And the best effort, I think, in terms of pure... Just, you know, m- amount of moves, the speed, the pace. Yeah. This is what you're used to on a WWF pay-per-view. We don't really get it here tonight, most of the matches. We get it here in this match. The matches have been so far pretty much like you'll get about at most 60% of the usual amount of moves and stuff but there'll be a lot of beat downs and dragging stuff out in between whereas these guys actually do put on a proper technical display it's a great that WCW Cruiserweight style almost you know these guys are up quick they're doing flips they're it's great hard hitting stuff and then of course on commentary while this is happening Jerry and JR they're going on and on about whether or not JR said it's a moot point or a mute point <laughs> now I, I gotta be honest at this point it got to the part where you know when you know when someone's doing something like, you know, and it's pissing you off and you're sat there like, ah, oh, come on, come on, cheer up. Like, come on, stop being so grumpy. I was sat there like, guys, just shut the, call the match, call the match. And after a little while, I just found myself going like, you know, just I, I broke and I started laughing at this. After a while, I found this commentary quite entertaining. The lack of attention they're paying. That's why it's so funny. What <laughs> happened? The best match of the night and they're being so disrespectful. It's fucking insane. Like Jerry's giving JR Spanish lessons at one point. <laughs> It's like the Muppet show's going on or something. It's Eddie Guerrero versus Chris <laughs> Jericho. An amazing match. It's modern classic wrestling before your eyes. So Look funny. at it. <laughs> it's like there's an explosion happening in front of them. They're there looking at their, their, their pens like, oh, wow. Chatting to fans behind them or something. It's like they're watching, like, I don't know, Aurora Borealis. And like, how do they get the figs in the fig rolls anyway, <laughs> JR? Unbelievable. Eddie Guerrero bails early on and then like we do this weird new character thing where China like forces him back into the ring. Yeah. That's you added what where did that come from? You've picked up an abandoned storyline and now added to it. Oh, let's just add another little uh, caveat on that. Oh fine, let's just do what we want this one. Alright, Chris Jericho's in DX now as well at the end of this match, folks. They so, may as well call this pay-per-view WWF non-canon, pretty much, because like, none of this counts. This is just a user-created storyline we've downloaded from <laughs> WWE 2K. Oh wait, like Oh yeah. Topical. Biting and topical in 2014. <laughs> Lots of chops and superplexes, and the crowd are paying attention for the most part get a nice clear shot of Jericho with his uh, cross chin lock going ask him Jericho is ask him top form in terms of like verbalizing and shouting and grunting come on baby and we do actually get our second part of the grunt of the night in this match Hurrah. this is 
This is in my top three grunts now, I think. This is good. Like, there's an entire sequence. We can't, I couldn't choose So from. what are the other in the top two, if you don't mind me asking? Top three grunts. Uh, it's going to be, um, uh, obviously, the Glargay. Yeah. Greatest grunt of all time. Glargay! Not even going to argue about that. Anyway. I'm, I'm going to guess it's the Undertaker. Blue it's, it's, yeah, it's not a specific instance of it. It's just his generic. He does it sometimes when he goes for a tombstone. He does it when he bounces <laughs> on the road. He's like, <laughs> Find out. That <laughs> corridor of a man, like echoing robot <laughs> And so this is joined that hollowed list. Yes, um, honestly, there's a bit here um, where they're doing these amazing, like constant. I don't even know what it is, but Eddie has this um, stood-up submission. Oh, the kind of gory special submission. Yeah, that he does. it was it's beautiful, fucking gorgeous move. Absolutely beautiful. And Jericho manages to get his legs back onto the floor and reverse it. And using his back, he lifts Eddie up himself. Into and when an electric chair drop. Yeah, yeah, and when he does it, he goes... <laughs> but honestly, the fucking... The minute that surrounds either end of this grunt is just nothing but Jericho screaming. It's fucking brilliant. Uh, Jericho, uh, the noise, it was like he was bursting out of someone's chest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was real, yeah. But amazing sequences from these guys here. Um, the, the electric chair drop that they go into. That whole sequence was... Oh. Perfect. Absolutely great. Sustained fart-like horns echo around the <laughs> arena. Very grunty action, though, as you mentioned. An amazing catch powerbomb by Jericho, which is then reversed into a hurricanrana by Eddie to the outside. Such a good and it's like, wow, these guys are putting on big spots, big moves. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Yeah, thanks for putting the effort in, guys. You know, it's, it's appreciated. Eddie Guerrero acts hurt on the outside as the ref tends to him. The China comes in and hits the DDT, which only gets a two count. Jericho comes in and, my goodness, workhorse over here. Double powerbomb. Seriously. Yes, I love that. Good stuff. Followed with a lion salt, but China distracts the referee. Eddie Guerrero comes in and whacks him with the European title, which is on the line, of course, via a coin toss at the start of this one. <laughs> so uh, Eddie Guerrero manages to pick up the win in a sneaky manner. Awesome match. Don't like that they had to... Set up someone as a heel for the purposes of it. That was silly. But the only way you could have done face versus face in this, I suppose, was to have a you know a, another run in or yeah. a, a draw. Which That's wasn't the thing. Yeah, you, you couldn't have had like a, a you couldn't have had a UK show finish if it was face versus face, could you? So. I suppose you understand when they're over in the UK, they've not brought everyone, so they're yeah, limited. They have what to they've do. booked, they've booked, and it's they're stuck still with still so nonsensical. Yeah, it's a shame, but great match from these two, as Brilliant. you would expect. Backstage, Shane tells Triple H to let him win tonight. <laughs> so hilarious, these two squabbling. I think Stephanie goes, what does it matter as long as it's all in the family? And they both turn and goes, it matters to, to me. me. Executive producer. <laughs> Boys house. <laughs> so good. This is really funny. I love it. Yeah. Brilliant. Triple H, the insecure champion, like <laughs> former champion. And uh, Shane just thinking, oh, that's you I'm going to win. My pops wants me to win, you know? <laughs> Coming up next, it's our main event. A triple, triple threat match in Earl's Earl's Court. <laughs> London, London, England. Triple H versus The Rock versus Shane McMahon with the championship on the line. Oh, 
This game is not over. It is just beginning. Because tonight, Rock, you're going to have the shortest reign of any WWF champion in history. You will defend the World Wrestling Federation Championship inside the steel cage against my son, Shane. Shane and Backlash was the WWF referee tonight. He could be the WWF champion. There may not be anything left of Shane McMahon before this is all said and done. But the people that are all on Shane, the road is up. WWF insurrection, Insur insurrection, a triple, triple threat match. The WWF is on the line here. You want me, Rock? You got it. Me and you, we're going at it. A triple, triple threat match. Rock, I will kick your ass, and I will take back the World Wrestling Federation Championship. What you can count on, what everybody can count on, The Rock is walking out. Well, this is like Franken promo, basically. Starts off all right. Like, the uh, right, there's a bit that's good. Yeah, well, it's not the bit at the start where they recap backlash. Well, the, the, where they recap backlash, they don't even mention Stone Cold. No, they just, they've completely edited him out of history. Now he's not there. As much as they show that to the fans, they search out for Austin. <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. You're, you're paying it close there, but you basically get just the events of backlash summed up with Indiana Jones royalty-free music. Yeah. Okay, so which part is the good part? Because I definitely remember there being a great part of this Oh, package. yeah. The uh, the next night on Raw after Backlash, because Triple H was injured, yeah. it was The Rock versus Shane McMahon oh, defending it, yeah. the title in the cage. Awesome match. Check it out. The Raw after Backlash. Sweet, sweet match. And yeah, the recap of that was awesome. But I believe that was also used on Raw. Then we get the last bit which was just thrown together, which is just kind of setting this up. It's like, I don't know, Casio. <laughs> <laughs> Karaoke music. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an eight, it's like a really crap Game Boy game. <laughs> you know, like Game Boy Color, and on the back it's like Call of Duty 2, and you're like, there's no way this is, it's like, <laughs> you know, that's what it sounds like here. Again, it wouldn't be a UK show without it, would it? It wouldn't be, I suppose, you know, it's so bad. <laughs> it is the worst video production they've done. Oh, I don't know about that. They've had some horror. Do you remember Sa Sable in the UK? Yeah, I guess. From Mayhem in Manchester. Or in Mark Henry. It's up there, I won't deny. It's definitely it's, up it's there. It's bad, yeah. I just think that if you had that music on, on file, that Jim Johnston would let that music exist. Is beyond <laughs> You'd be ashamed of yourself. Rock coming out here with Michael Cole for a promo. Let the words speak for themselves. Finally, The Rock has come back to London. You know, once again, The Rock says this, all odds against The Rock, stacks that against The Rock. And yeah, they don't trust each other, my mans don't trust each other. There's a lot of fighting, there's a lot of bickering, there's a lot of arguing, there's a lot of infighting, there's a lot of inbreeding, and everything else that goes in between. What? But The Rock says this, tonight is the night. Shane McMahon, Triple H, Vince McMahon, all the McMahons, it just doesn't matter. Whether it's in Bombay, India, whether it's in Cairo, Egypt, or whether it's in majestic London, England.
stacked against The Rock, but once again, The Rock, the great one, the people's champ, is gonna defy all odds, walk out, WWF champion, if you smash, but The Rock is cooking. Beautiful. As always, brilliant Adorous. stuff. Thought maybe the live crowd might have liked to have had that done in front of them. I think they earned that. Yeah, that's true. But you know what? Rock's promos are always gold. Yeah, and honestly, that had such a that was that one moment where it was actually like a line that gave me shivers. Like, and even I wasn't fucking there. And it's a it's a it's a goofy pay per view that doesn't yeah. really matter. But it's a bit where he's sort of like, uh, it doesn't matter if we're in Egypt, if we're in India, or even London, England, oh, and the crowd goes crazy. Like, yeah, I love fucking that. electric. Absolutely love it. It was great stuff. Right now, this is a bit of. This is a bit of a, maybe a controversial one, but I really feel solidly about this point. I came up with this in my head an hour ago, and now I'm like, this is definitely the case. Shane McMahon coming out here. Black hair, sweatpants with the, sorry, track pants, the runners, yeah. pay-per-view t-shirt, clean-shaven Tommy Dreamer. Shit. Or I'm just saying there, folks, if someone is out there who's got like a magic marker equivalent or whatever, if you could draw a little goatee on Shane McMahon here. <laughs> I'm when just you, saying when you had this moment did you have like a printout of Shane McMahon you were sat there with your pen just like messing around you're like my god no <laughs> I, I imagine a little bit. <laughs> I had an overhead transparency which I placed <laughs> over it like and then I I enhanced it and then I made it let me get a hard copy of that <laughs> you know that's a hardcore reference Kevin Mann investigates Kevin Mann Blade Runner like. <laughs> JR calls Shane McMahon as he's coming out the heir apparent to the throne lol <laughs> Sure, sure, yeah. yeah. See what happens. See, I mean, that that's funny. I don't know if you know many people who kind of stopped watching wrestling, you know, after 2001, when, when a lot, most people I know did. Yeah. And these days, they ever kind of go, oh, he's still watching wrestling. Yeah. Well, is Shane McMahon running yeah, it Yeah, I've now? had that conversation. And you're like, actually, no, he was recently defrauded of millions of dollars as part of a failed attempt to buy a series of magazines. I'm oh! Also, oh! Fuck. Who is in charge? Triple he, H. Fuck off. Yeah, no, Triple H is... That uh, prick's is, in charge? Triple H is in charge, for real. Yeah. He's, he's actually married Stephanie. And Shane McMahon's playing cricket in China or something. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> you see that man selling hot dogs there? Yeah. That's Kane. No! <laughs> <laughs> The Rock gets a massive pop when he comes out. Oh, so huge. over. Also, I like as well, and it's a little point, but I, I, I always am a fan when they do this. Rock two title defenses within the space of six days. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's, it's the face. You know, the, the heels are always about we want the title back. We want the title back. So yeah, keep putting him in matches. Like, you know, keep defending it. It's exactly, awesome. it makes him look like a fighting champion and an underdog, and it's it's just brilliant. Everyone wins. I'm sure you're, what you just said there was uttered in a, some WWE creative meeting when they were putting the belt on Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> that, that exact quote line. <laughs> Shut up, Bivolo. <laughs> um, Triple H comes out, and in another instance of this pay-per-view, having that vein of weirdness running through it and it not being quite right, he's got like a two-liter bottle of Volvic. It's way too big. It's way too much. I was kind of hoping he'd drop it. <laughs> you know? Oh my God, it's brilliant. Triple H... Rock and Shane McMahon starting this off. There's a nice big fight feel. There's Definitely. A, there's a nice buzz in the air. Yeah. Stephanie is out. Vince is out also. And The Rock is so over. Triple H gets Shane just to stand in the corner at the start. Yeah. Just stand back. Let me show you how this I is done. It. Now this happens once or twice during this. Uh, the camera keeps cutting to Vince. Yeah. It is It is filmed differently. I wonder if they use a different video crew for this. Cause the I, shots I'm are not different. sure, but I don't even mean there's something slightly off about it. And... They keep cutting to Vince while Vince is just doing generic clap hands, you yeah. know, idle manager animations. Yeah, from the game. So 
Triple H and The Rock are facing off and it's all build up in a buzz and it just cuts to Vince McMahon going get him Triple H <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love it Rock's one foot magically kicks both men at the start <laughs> they throw him against the ropes they both put their head down he kicks between them and they both go flying back I hadn't even noticed like that the air between them he maybe got both their ears in the inside I hadn't noticed it happened so quick that it just passed me by they head to the outside Rock crowns Shane which yeah. I thought was really funny Brilliant. like Jerry Lawler starts freaking out he crowns Shane is this symbolic no, <laughs> no it's not, not. <laughs> definitely not is, is the opposite of that Horns start up again. Please, it's the main event, guys. Come on. The one thing I will say about this, I think UK fans got out of their system because they don't seem to do horns at shows anymore. Probably don't allow horns at shows anymore. I, I imagine that's probably it. But man, folks, it's just any one of these shows, anytime we say anything good, it comes with an asterisk of there horns. are horns. Yeah. Lots Be prepared of to horns. Put up with that. Prepared for a horny show. They double team. Shane McMahon jukes and jives and shows Triple H how to do it. Yeah. How show vibes here. I'm loving it. So good. Doing the full, you know, spin around. The full unedited version yeah, of it. Yeah, the whole thing. And then Triple H starts doing it. He, he has a go himself. And he yeah. starts juking and jiving. Absolutely brilliant. The crowd pops big for it. They take it in turn. It's honestly, it's one of the most hilarious things I've seen in the main event. of I love seeing that in the main view. event. And then The Rock eventually makes his comeback and he does a dance. Double bionic elbow. Yeah, like Dusty, Dusty Rhodes. Rhodes. He does so good. He does the spin around. Brilliant. Like, unbelievable. Little did he know that a few months later, Dusty Rhodes would be main eventing a pay per view with Ric Flair and WCW. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? Death to it, Daddy, if you will. <laughs> Vince McMahon blatantly interferes, and we get a double team beatdown on The Rock. Triple H locks in a long ass sleeper on The Rock. And The Rock, in an attempt to get Triple H to release him, grabs Shane in the sleeper. So we have yeah. a three-way sleeper. Chikara. Yeah, I've never seen multi-man moves, I just think Chikara. Automatically like, think of yeah. that, don't you? Yeah. Obviously, not everyone is a fan, because as they're putting that three-way sleeper, Jim Ross just goes, what in the hell was that? <laughs> it's a bit of fun, Jim. Like, is How often thing? do you see this? I'm worried this is a thing, that as we've listen to more or I've listened to more of Jim Ross's podcast oh. and I've kind of been part of that community online that is kind of a little bit disgruntled with him I love Jim I think he's the best Yeah, but I'm a bit pissed off with some viewpoints disagree I'm worried that is that making me think that JR is worse than he is on some of these shows because I'm saying I, it a lot now on I, I, all I think it is and this is my genuine like interpretation of it is I do think that we've sort of now realised that JR's not infallible and he's not perfect he's he not, has his off moments yeah he has his off moments doesn't take away from the fact that he is the best announcer of all time he's incredible and it's like it's one percent of his stuff is yeah, always like weird. He never he never fucks up an important call. No, never. And he's never has done that. I don't think yeah. he ever will. He's yeah, in, we should say now because we, we have actually pissed on Jr. a lot tonight. Yeah, he, he's Jr. Of course, he's still when it the comes best. to the big moment, like Jr. is the voice you want to hear. Definitely, definitely. Triple H gets a pin, which Shane breaks up, and then Shane and Triple H essentially implode. Triple H and like Shane, they can't just have a falling out, like you know, hit each other, or whatever. Well, they're brothers-in-law. They're like, oh no, it's cool, man, it's whatever. And then like when Triple H turns around, Shane blindsides yeah. him. They, they fall out like cowards. I love it. It's <laughs> absolutely brilliant. And then Triple H, he whips Shane into the ropes. And Shane does a bit of a Barry Bull Cannon. Goes up top. A backflip. Yeah. What the fuck? You know the Daniel Bryan backflip over his opponent and he lands on his feet. That's what he does. 
absurd. It's absurd. And Triple H uh, is like looking shocked, and Shane's like, "Yeah, Daddy, you better watch yourself." <laughs> and then Rock just clocks him immediately. It's absolutely brilliant. Shane then goes and attempts the pedigree. I, I yeah. love it. This, I love it. This so like, many spots. It's like they're really using this to the advantage. Shane is being used really effectively. The ref gets KO'd in the corner by Triple H and Shane being sent in. Vince interferes and the Rock heads out after him, but then gets whacked in the face by the title belt by Triple H. And who's out to count the big pin? It's Briscoe! Boo! He, he looks so not fitting that shirt. <laughs> uh, it's nice to see him, though. I, I love Briscoe. I was thinking, actually, we're not going to see um, any of the Stooges tonight, but at least Briscoe's here now. Briscoe's here. Pat Patterson, sadly, not with us tonight. Shane accidentally hits Triple H with a chair, but then Vince just comes into the ring and blindsides the rock. He, like, yeah. takes off his jacket, and it's like, they're really, they're giving you everything here. <laughs> I've, I've got to say, actually, now you mention it, Vince being pissed off taking off his jacket is one of my favourite images because he Cause always chunders it, it happens as well. all the time like anytime something's going wrong Vince will get in he just take it's something that Triple H has actually mastered now he can yeah, do it he too he takes off throws yeah. it down it's like. perfect it's the ultimate heel sort of like haha he's not got his way look he's so angry kind of Vince can always do it as well where he doesn't even have to say anything he can just take off his jacket in a way that makes the crowd react yeah you're not my teacher son of a bitch <laughs> like, yeah, I love it absolutely so brilliant good. Vince is just going after The Rock and JR is like, what the hell's going on? Why is he allowed to do this? It's a Briscoe's Rules match, mate. <laughs> Anything goes. Vince low blows The Rock. Yeah. Unbelievable. The and ball's the, on him. The pedigree by Triple H. Yeah. You can tell it's a house show because The Rock kicks out like. Yeah, seriously. They're putting him through hell here. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing this match has done, it's probably because it's shorter, has really earmarked that a lot of the Triple H rock match main events from the time were very overbooked. I've always liked them and mm. they always worked and the crowd always reacted well to them. But outside of the, you know, so this isn't a backlash. It's not a judgment day. Yeah. This is just a UK show or whatever. You do kind of see that, man, they really do rely on that quite a bit. Did rock and Triple H ever have a straight up, you know, I beat you ending to any and of no their matches. One, no no one, one got involved. There was no nothing. Did they ever have a proper clean match? Yeah, I, I'm, honestly, I'm struggling to think Please of Please tweet in. I'm genuinely curious about that because I because don't think they when, did. Because when Rock was here and Triple H was faced, it was Nation and DX. There was still interference there. There was always interference. Yeah. So. There's always been interference in Rock and Triple H, hasn't there? Yeah. Some actually, has the Rock or Triple H ever beaten one another clean with no interference whatever? That Please is, let us know. I really want to know that one now, actually. Triple H gets pissed and knocks out Jerry Briscoe and goes for another referee, which prompts one of my favourite moments of the night. It's a party atmosphere here on Sky Box Office as Vince McMahon struggles to get a small referee shirt over his <laughs> giant monster frame. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to put on a kid's soccer jersey. It's ridiculous. But just in time, who comes out? The man who always gets put over strong here in the Earl's mm. Court, probably because of the connection he has with the lads down in Camden Market. It's only bloody Earl Hebner. He's come back and he stops Vince from making the three count. And he, uh, Vince goes to punch him and misses. And he hits like a, he hits the turnbuckle and he yeah. breaks. He's like, ah! I feel like Tom from Tom and Jerry. Like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> really like that. I was really hoping like it would have been awful. But I did kind of hope that Earl Hebner was going to come out and go like, in this here trial, this is Earl's court. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> Oh my god. Something messes up and everyone misses their cue as Triple H goes to the top rope and The Rock just kind of yeah. stares at him. Weird. And then Vince starts chasing Earl. 
And then you're like, ah. Serious Tom and Jerry vibes. It's a, yeah, it's like, it says Vince messed up. It goes into the ring. Vince eats a rock bottom. And then Shane knocks Triple H off the top rope and gets the people's elbow to send the crowd home happy. The Rock wins and retains the title in Earl's Court. And that was Insurrection. I really enjoyed that main event. It was, you know, it it's the lesser of all the encounters, but Rocket Triple yeah. H is always fun. Brilliant match. You know, really, really good. It's potted wrestling. And honestly, if you were someone who, you know, if you were a parent that was forced to watch, with the exception, if they hadn't done that arm wrestling thing, you probably would have been like, yeah, this is all right. This is good fun. But the arm wrestling thing was so overly, like, it was borderline pornographic. Yeah, like, really dragged it down into the muck. That it's just that for us, the age group that we're in, you know, you mightn't be in this age group. It's it's weird for us because we know that we were kids at this time, and we know that most of the people we knew were also kids. Yeah, there were a lot more kids watching then than there are watching now. Even yeah. though the product now is aimed for kids and it wasn't then, that's just something that's always worth bearing in mind when you come across this kind of stuff. But overall, I mean, it wasn't an, it wasn't an offensively bad UK showing. But it didn't reach the heights of rebellion in my mind. It's it's weird. I had, yeah, I definitely didn't have as much fun as I did watching Rebellion because Rebellion was just a brilliant wrestling show. That was it was lightning in a bottle. Excellent, so good. But what I will say about this is, I mean, looking back, we've we've picked apart a lot of it here. There's a lot of negatives in interaction, probably more negatives than positives. But because I've got so used to the UK shows now, and I've kind of grown an affinity for the yeah. sort of the weird, the unusual, like. Two liter bottles, yeah. triple triple H. <laughs> There's always something wrong. Even when it's shit, it's still funny. The UK shows are because it's basically it's like spot the difference with a proper WWF show. Like, you have to pick out <laughs> the ten egregious errors. Where are the asterisks on tonight's pay per view, guys? And I kind of think like like I said about the commentary in Eddie versus Jericho. Like you know, I was pissed off, and after a little while, I couldn't help but start <laughs> laughing. Like. That's kind of what I feel like with the UK shows in general. They're such good fun. I and suppose, this was really entertaining. Yeah, I suppose it's just frustrating for some folks that, you know, because it's so good at the moment. And, like, yeah. on paper, this looks like it should be the best. I mean, Jericho and Benoit and Angle yeah. and Guerrero all wrestling. It, it, on paper, it looks like it should be the best ever. But, when, I don't know, anytime I see a case of, it's like, oh, I felt like, oh, they weren't giving us everything and they were holding back. Yeah. And it was charged for it. It's a little cheap. Yeah, I will know? say, again, like... To give back, us backlash for free and then make us pay for that. Yeah. You know. Again, we're talking about this like 14 years after the fact, where I'm watching it for free now. To me, this just is like, it's almost like someone televised a house show and I get to watch it and it's like, oh, that was really good fun. That was nice. This is nice the time, as well. If, yeah. if I'd have paid the money for Skybox Office, I'd have been really let down by that. I think this is nice as well because, I mean, the standard of matches is much better, but it's not, so it's like, but it has the same amount of weird stuff as, say, like a Capital yeah. Carnage. Capital Carnage is almost impossible to watch because... It's the, so bad. The quality of match is so bad, but you get some great stuff here dotted around. It's it's just good enough. Like the, the, when it is good, it is just good enough that you can sort of get over the negatives and ignore the you know the long boring matches. Yeah. It doesn't feel so. It doesn't wear you down like fucking Mayhem in Manchester. Or it is Capital aided Carnage greatly did. by the fact that it was just two hours as well, and not three. That's true. Yeah, if it was three hours, it probably would have been it's shorter awful. than Raw, mate. Like. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, as is customary, Vince McMahon comes out at the end of this pay per view and releases the amnesia gas, so no one remembers any of the character. <laughs> changes or developments and it all goes back to normal Davy boy who's that he's injured huh 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 uh, there you go folks that is insurrection thanks very much everyone for checking us out and as always if you're listening on SoundCloud iTunes or Stitcher Radio 
make sure you are subscribed and liked and make sure as well on iTunes leave an old rating or review help us get into the podcast charts and beat uh, Jim Ross as we have done in the past uh, not <coughs> uh, 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 and Roddy Piper and Ro- <coughs> who'd he ever be huh who'd he ever be <laughs> but yeah thanks to everyone who's left a rating or review so far we massively appreciate it if you want to head over to our main place to follow us on social media it's the Twitter at AE Podcast live tweeting pay-per-views raws and our thoughts on wrestling in general Get in touch with us there. Also, facebook.com forward slash Attitude Era Podcast. We've got fan art up there, caption contests, posting up some articles and things of interest. Bloody love interacting with the fans over there on facebook.com. That's where it's at. That's the proper community growing on there. Thanks everyone for taking part in the Glad Gay community. We've actually recently passed 4,000 likes. Yay! Also, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash AE Podcast. We got a new video on there recently, actually, didn't we, Kevin? Yes, we actually had a guest, Michael Haythorpe, make a Big Boss Man Behaving Badly video for us, which was phenomenal. Thank Absolutely you, sir. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for making that. And guys, if you haven't seen it already, check it out. It's an amazing little package. Definitely. YouTube.com forward slash AE Podcast. Be sure you check that out and subscribe. Also, head over to our Vine account as well, which is on AE Podcast, just like our Twitter. Check us out. We've got some little six-second spoofs and goofs and more. And, of course, if you want to help out, give back monetarily, have a couple of pounds rattling in your pocket or dollars, I want to give back a few and just that. Selfie.com forward slash AE podcast. Check out our commentary tracks for wrestling movies featuring Beyond the Mat and Wrestling with Shadows. And a new edition, a new challenger appears. Adam and I watched The Condemned starring Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vinnie Jones. Now this one's a little bit different actually because we'd never seen it before, either of us. Yeah. So we recorded it watching it for the first time ever. And I, I, I'm not saying this as an advertisement. I genuinely mean this. There's some parts of it where I think it might be the hardest I've laughed on the podcast. Some of it is just fucking absurd yeah so I mean honestly it's one worth checking out if you can get a copy of The Condemned please do check out our commentary track it's five dollars which is three pounds you download it you play with alongside the movie here are reactions or shoot reactions to Stone Cold Steve Austin's WWE Films debut and it's an interesting one folks and we'll hopefully be adding more AE commentaries as the months go by and of course if you're a hardcore member of the Glad Gay community be sure to head over to squaredcircle.biz and check out our t-shirt which is available now it's £16 or $20 including postage to mainland UK and America seen on SummerSlam and as seen on Facebook with a whole host of wrestlers in the Attitude Era including Vince Russo yeah someone was wearing our t-shirt in front of Vince Russo the man who wore that with Vince Russo kudos to you sir and the man as well who attempted to get Bob Holly to do her intro first who <laughs> flat out refused don't think he won't break your ass in half you little shithead <laughs> seriously for having the balls to go to Bob yeah, Holly and go yo do this if he did it I, we should have he should have told him that Crash did it because then <laughs> he would have been like if Crash did two intros I'll do 463 you little shithead <laughs> That's a goodbye from me, Kevin. And me, Adam. We'll catch you next time on the Attitude Era podcast, where Adam and I are even going to look at some uh, some wrestling music. I'll say no more.
enough to piss me off.